late night grin also what um what does that name mean Folks, it is Thursday. I have a very dramatic echo immediately. It's where he left his microphone. Welcome <laughs> to a new awesome. era of the late night grin. Let me mute him. I was already doing it. It's a new era. It really does feel strange. I appreciate the Oracle of Wrestling leaving his, his uh, microphone as close as he possibly could to the speaker. It was a good detail to add to this program. But we are very excited to be joining you here on a Thursday night, a little bit earlier. It feels like a long lot earlier, but man, I think these two hours are going to make a hell of a difference for us. We're fired up. This is episode 50, which is vaguely embarrassing. We have much to discuss, not really, but we'll figure out some stuff along the way. Expert panel, as always, Bobby Two Shoes. How are you doing tonight, Bobby? I'm doing well, man. You know, excited for a new era here. And uh, yeah, just really fired up. See what we get into tonight. Absolutely. Me too. The confirmed shoot. How you doing tonight, pal? I'm doing good. Um, late night last night, creative meetings, um, backstage politics, things of the like. But we're going to get through it. Um, it's a great bit that we did our show earlier and on a different day, and I'm more tired than I normally am on our 11 p.m. Friday night mm, show. you take some um, adjusting to, brother. you to take some adjusting to. We apologize for being late. Um, I don't. We, we looked at the minute-by-minute uh, minute analytics, and they advised us to start the show a couple minutes late. Um, mm. So we're here. Um, apologies to Impact for everyone turning the show off. Joe, how are you doing? Nobody ever asks you that. I know. I've noticed. Um, I'm good, man. Anyway, I Bob. Must um, I must admit. <laughs> They just bulldoze through that. I have to admit that, like, I've underestimated that this is still late. So I haven't napped or anything. What well, is the late night grin, Joe? No, that's fine. What I mean is, like, because we're earlier, I've, like, convinced myself that I don't need to even prepare, you know? Mm. And then I've realized about two hours ago there was midnight and I was watching a Greg Gunn shoot interview. So, like, it probably wasn't the best way I spent my evening. I'm going to adjust. I'll get better. But, um... I will. I, I will debate the the not the best way to spend an evening. That's a tremendous way to spend an evening. It is just you know in a vacuum more than in right. a particular context. I will say while we wait for the return of the aforementioned Oracle of Wrestling, the microphone murderer. Um, we know you have options tonight, right? We're not oblivious here. Luckily, Dark was our lead in. Luckily, MLW Fusion when it returns, 
will also be a lead-in. But there is another show, a little show happening out there called Impact Wrestling. And I just want to say that if you are considering turning over, do not bother. Uh, PCO is going to beat uh, the big LG, Doc Gallows, with a moonsault that your local gymnast would scoff at. So please stick with us here at the Late Night Grin where real wrestling matters. Um, Bob, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. You should not turn to Impact. You should stay here. Shoot. Do you think they should turn to Impact? I think I've made my feelings very clear on the promotion known as Impact Wrestling. Should we do this as like a review show for them? Absolutely not. No. What if at the one hour mark we hit Pyro and then we review Impact, the show that none of us have watched? I mean, Bob's okay. going to have to do the Pyro part. So, um, Greg Gagne was a was a thing today for Shoot and I personally. Yes. Exchanging many texts. He said some things we will not repeat here on the Gerald Briscoe JBL podcast. Bob, why is that your favorite wrestling podcast? I didn't know they had a podcast. Do they well, really? Seems, I mean, who do you think you're fooling here, pal? Yeah. I didn't. Briscoe and JBL, you didn't know it was happening? No, I thought I've seen like they've tweeted, but I didn't no. know it was a full podcast. I thought they just like did a mini Twitter thing. Oh. You've you've literally been on it like four times. Yeah, that was just Twitter. Isn't that still a podcast though? I guess technically, but the videos never like felt long. It always kind of felt like clips, which I guess it's well, clips of the podcast, which makes sense. If it makes you feel any better, um, this week they did an hour and forty-five minute podcast with Greg Gunn. It covers his whole career, all the great tales we've come to know. It also at one juncture turns into a SmackDown review show in -hmm. which Greg praises the match featuring the original bro. That's a quote. Um, Didn't get the name, got the original bro. As Shoot said, that's branding for you. Um, Shoot, your takeaways from what was one of the more significant 100-minute interviews in the history of the industry. Um, So things I've learned is, number one, apparently every time he goes on a podcast, he just tells the same stories in the same order, which – Fucking rules. Um, Bob, if you're not aware, uh, Vern Gagne was the second professional athlete in history to make $100,000 in a year. Um, That's confirmed by the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, He claimed that both in 2015 and 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, The Hogan-Andre CBS thing was definitely real. Um, He also added that he spoke to Hogan about this years later and Hogan's response was brother. Why didn't you tell me I never would have left. I loved it there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I gotta hold on. I gotta go back to the text messages cause it's been a lot of content yeah. today. Um, it has been a lot. It's, it really has been impressive. Honestly, there were a lot of all caps text messages. Um, yes. As an aside, this is not a Greg story, but uh, Bradshaw explained that the Iron Sheik thought his name was Bradshaw, and he met Bradshaw's dad and called him Mister Shaw, and said and, and <laughs> advised him that Brad is a good boy, um, which <laughs> is incredible on a few. For, now, number one, to be clear, I actually believe that story one hundred percent, and the fact that 
number one, he thought his name was Brad Shaw. Number two, he thought that was his shoot name. Um, it's honestly incredible. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, he said. Uh, he said that Vern and Pat O'Connor wrestled in Buffalo in a snowstorm, and as Pat and Vern are taking a taxi to the arena, there's like traffic everywhere. Now, number one, now of course, somehow they're able to just go around the traffic, but mm. he didn't explain that part. It's fine, and. Pat and Vern were very worried that everyone was stuck in traffic due to the snowstorm and that they would have to cancel the show. And then they got to the arena and they realized that everyone was stuck in traffic because they were coming to the arena. And Bob, you'll be, you'll be impressed to know that number one, not only did they sell that arena out, Mm -hmm. they turned away 20,000 people that night. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, 20,000. Well, it's impressive. Half of the SummerSlam attendance was turned away. Um, he said that they averaged a 64 share on television. Good evening. Hello, everyone. Oh, Hello. my God. It's the Oracle of Wrestling. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the only the only TV show to beat the AWA was, was 60 Minutes. Okay. Um, and then, honestly, my favorite one by far, um, when Vern was a young lad, in order to go to school every day, he had to walk 20 miles. Mm. <laughs> All right, seriously, how long does that take? Genuinely. My, I immediately said that's four hours, and then four hours, I actually just way more than that. Yeah. I mean, hmm. realistically, you should be able to walk at least three miles an hour. It's like six hours. Yeah, six, six mm-hmm. and a half. But it's Vern, so he probably did it in about 45 minutes. Yeah, true. He's a great compare. He did say that he what he used to what Vern would do is he would mark everything off by the telephone poles, and he would run to from one telephone pole to the next, and then he would walk from that pole to the next, and then he would run, um, and that's how he got to school. Uh, let's see. Uh, he told a story. Um, about being in a bar with Eric Bischoff and a bunch of the boys. And Bischoff exclaimed that he could beat up everyone in the AWA. Um, <laughs> Greg then went into an aside in which he apply, implied very heavily that, that Eric Bischoff has never studied karate. <laughs> and is lying about all of his accolades. Um he said he got into a fight with Pat Tanaka, and Tanaka easily blocked all of Eric Bischoff's kicks and then knocked Eric Bischoff's teeth out. Mm. Um, <laughs> blocked these kicks. It's yeah, so funny, dude. Every single one of them. Um, he stated that he's the one who got Eric Bischoff into WCW. Um, he reiterated that he's the one who got Hulk Hogan into WCW. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. Well, on my side of things, I'd like to say that I'm halfway through his guest booker uh, entry, which is on YouTube for free. And he has just picked his roster for the, you know, like the planned kind of uniting of non-fed promotions to go against Vince. So he has all of the rosters in front of him and he has to like compile, has to pick 25. 
And he refuses to take the Midnight Express because they wouldn't go over on the national stage and then says, I'm taking the high flyers of Jim Hansel and myself, which is one of the most incredible things <laughs> I have seen in some time. Um, imagine imagine playing two truths and a lie with Greg Gagne. Oh, brother. He would be, That'd be, the, hardest, yeah, be the hardest game of two truths and a lie. The thing is, he definitely believes it all. Because he's... He tells shoots right. He not only tells it in the same order, he tells it the same way, and he's been doing it for fifteen years on video. So, because he's consistent, a lot of liars, like if you look at like Pritchard or um, or even Bischoff, actually, they like their shit has changed through the years, right? Mm-hmm. Give it to him, Greg. May he does not want every three years, and he's always spot on. <laughs> Joe, have you considered that he's not lying? No, absolutely not. I would refuse. I refuse to consider such a thing. Have you considered that possibly he's just oversimplifying it to make it easier for the audience to understand? <laughs> Bobby, let's tackle this on the air. You got the shit kicked out of this week on Twitter.com. You had to delete your tweet like Joe Holbert. Yeah. No, I was wrong about that, and that's fine. I mean, you know. Would you like to make like a statement? What happened? Not really. Wait, the Oracle of Wrestling doesn't know what happened. Can you explain it to the Oracle of Wrestling? Yeah, so you know, Triple H was on uh, Logan Paul's podcast, and he's like, well, before Vince, you know, wrestling was just this thing in, uh, what, smoke-filled bars or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, that's not true, but, like, he was kind of dumbing it down for an audience that doesn't care about wrestling, and everyone got upset. And in hindsight, I understand why they got upset about it. Uh, there's a better way to phrase that. That is simple and also, you know, actually true. Um, so, yeah, kind of is what it is. Uh, we're past it. Um Bobby, can we talk about the guy who called you a bootlicker and then you weren't sure if he was doing the bit or not and then he made it very clear he wasn't doing the bit? <laughs> yeah, that's something I realized is that just has no effect on me anymore. Yeah, fair. So yeah. I was like, I did it in your mentions for about a year straight when yeah. the retweets had nothing to do with anything WWE, almost. Yeah. yeah. Would, would, would someone calling you a pervert on Twitter phase you at this point? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. WWE troublesome i feel you know yeah just rule of thumb for anyone out there if they don't follow you on twitter and they call you a pervert that's probably a bad thing yeah. even if they follow you take it relatively seriously because oh. they are calling you a pervert on social media but again these are just my kind of broad stroke takes mm. um Oracle, what do you think of bob's horrific behavior on twitter well <clears throat> it did it did make me think of one thing and i'm curious this oh. could go anywhere Giving it time and through word of mouth and such, shoot. Would you watch? I don't expect you to ever watch WWE TV again, or at least not ever consistently. But would you? Would you? Would you watch the? If if this is such a big enough change that I'd be curious to see if you would watch at least like the big four pay per views. If if things continue to trend upward, probably not. Okay. Um, one thing you have to remember about me, you know me well enough to know that this is a hundred percent true. What I'm about to say. Um, well, my disinterest and unwillingness to watch the World Wrestling Federation is genuine. There's also very much an element of it that just pops me huge to claim that I don't watch it. So if I start watching one, then I've ruined the bit and I can't do it anymore. My dog. Um, so, yeah, I went. I went. Joe, no, I went through a bit of a ride in the past week, but we've gotten through it. We're good now. 
Yes. You had to deal with your trauma. Yeah. Yes, I did. We all do sometimes. I was me last week. This was your week. Right. Bobby, you're up next. <laughs> um, Oracle, do you, do you know what happened with JJ last night on Twitter? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw his, his tweet that, that he sent y'all. And then, like, he conned the he, some dude said he conned the AW fans. <laughs> he put this first of all, he put this in my mentions, and, <laughs> and all I did was reply with, Brother, I didn't tweet it. Thanks for the lecture. And then I quote tweeted it with fucking making fun of the guy, but conned the audience. Yes, conned the audience because I missed a lot last night. Well, today, Bobby got into the fleet fucked ratings game. Bob, what did you tweet about the ratings? Well, he wasn't. He was doing a bit, but yeah, he did. No, what did he tweet? Hang on, a piece of shit. What did you say about it? An hour before they came out, and I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to find out if it's uh, fleet flying or fleet fucked. And uh, it was just it was just the same number as it is every week. So (laughs) Fleet flying? (laughs) We didn't really learn too much. Uh, we'll, We'll circle back on Monday. What was the rating? I didn't see many quote tweets today. I did not see it. The, the same as always. Yeah, top of the demo in like 927. Did you see Brandon's scoop about all caps, Bob? No. Oh, well, it's Patreon information, so I'll just let you know off the air, right? Okay. Big star, I don't know if you've heard. Hell yeah. The metrics, crunch the numbers on that. Did you see Fleet flying take? is really funny. Did you see his take on the uh, no. the AW con- upcoming contract? I bet it was very optimistic because he's like clued in, doesn't just violently yeah. shit his pants every time anything negative happens. <laughs> he predicted they'll get a three to five times their current contract. Bro, I have a lot of time for Dave and I respect him greatly, but Jesus wept. Can he just sleep in for a morning? Brother, <laughs> I listened terrified. to that I listened to that clip today. The one yeah. you you were ta- telling me about. I didn't even realize it was the same one until after I, I started listening to it. Until you heard ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because see, when I read your text, I read it as Tony Khan. I thought you were talking about that Tony Khan was who did this, not Dave. Oh. So then I listened to Dave talk. I'm like, wait, this is exactly what. So anyway, he does this whole, that whole bit. And then we come to find out that apparently not only are they not cutting HBO Max budget, they're raising HBO Max's budget. <laughs> he, like, I messaged you this shit, but he did this bit. And again, I'm not dunking on Dave because bless the guy. I, don't, I have nothing against him. He does this thing where he basically he's his point is TNT is the best spot or TBS is the best spot for AEW Dynamite. Right, that's basically his take, and he's going to try and explain this. So he goes, the only other one that would be like better is ESPN, but ESPN has no interest in wrestling. They haven't shown it in years, and he catches himself and goes, then again, they did show WWE in the pandemic, but they didn't follow up on it. So obviously they have no interest. Anyway, mm-hmm. either way, even if they did have interest, there's there's preemptions every other week, so it'd be bad. And it's like. Who has linked them to ESPN other than you just a minute ago to explain it could, should, wouldn't, could, happen, not then, now, no, never. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I think... He's an artist. Um, hmm. Not that I don't know that we really want to seriously dive into this topic, but... I do. Let's talk about I, TV rights. I think the main issue that people are, are underestimating is how severely underpaid they currently are. Mm-hmm. Like... They're probably, and I, I mean, fuck, you guys, I don't even have to say this because everyone watching this knows this, but like, we're not experts. We don't actually know what we're talking about. But like, if you compare the amount of money they get to other franchises and other, like, they're like the best bargain in cable television that exists right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the idea, like people freak out because I even saw people doing it in Thurston's mentions about them getting three times their contract. And they were like, well, that's insane. And it's like, well, if you look at the numbers, they can get three times their contract and they're still not even coming close to what WWE gets. Like they're getting less than half. Like it would be. And this is true too. Josh is right. Like this was a thing for years. WWE had to like really shift how they were like um, branded and framed to get the money they actually probably warranted for a long, long time before they got it, you know? And it is, it is important to note, and it's true for WWE too, it's hard to do full-on comparisons because we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They get considerably, they do get less ad money than you would get from like an ML, even like MLS who does less numbers than them. So that part of it is hard to say for sure, but the big, the big thing, that, yeah, they're not you know. great. The big thing that people have to remember is they're not getting canceled. Like, yeah, exactly. the worst case scenario is they're going to get the same fucking money they get now, which would be a bad thing for them because Tony's clearly been operating under the assumption that's not they're bad. going. Yeah, I don't think this is going to happen either. I think the biggest issues you will run into potentially we don't because again we don't even know. We do is Bob nice. Who are the other bidders? You can speculate, you can guess, but there's no guarantee they're actually going to be other bidders. Yeah. I think there's so many platforms now. I think even if it's one that would cut their head off in terms of exposure, yeah. I think there just will be other bidders. Like it's just it's nuts out there right now, man. Like yes. it's, the the big the only thing I do like I, we all can uh, remember is remember like everyone was. Like the W, the cycle on the WWE contract was interesting because everyone's like they're going to have all these bidders, and then they didn't really have that many bidders, but then they still yeah. ended up getting the money that they were, were hoping to get but to you, begin with. You got to remember that, like with a WWE property, people know what their floor is. So unless you're a certain level of entity, you're not going to like that's even true. Try right. Whereas yeah, with AEW, they're a clean slate. Like if TNT tries to fuck around with them, you could get them for your own version of a steal that's just slightly above what they're on because they want to, yeah. you know. So. I think, look, it's inevitable they'll land somewhere. I think people need to adjust to the idea that, like, we're probably just going to have um, two promotions, you know, two wrestling promotions at the same time. I, yeah. I, I think people kind of think that because of how it ended in 2001, all wrestling wars come to a sort of Shakespearean climax yeah. where one of them gets toppled by the other. I don't think that's how it should or will work ever again. So The other thing that people always, like, Turner owned that company. Yeah. It's so different than... Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think the chat's right. Paramount, Viacom makes sense. Amazon, Joe and I were talking about Amazon yet. Like, the, the idea of them being on streaming pops me huge because then we don't ever have to do the ratings discussion ever again. It mm-hmm. won't even be a thing. Um, it's going to happen one day. Someone's going to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still and, like, I, you know, Amazon Freebie. There you Bro, go. If you were one of those other promotions, would that not be the thing you're vying for? Seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, these these companies are out there, you know, desperate to get on Destination America or whatever the fuck, but I think they should be trying with all they've got, right? Trying all, all they've got to go on streaming. Might be a different audience out there. The only... Um, the only hesitation that I would have in that, and it's, I, it's not even a real hesitation, but, like, the only thing that would be, like, especially for AEW, would be 
potentially losing buzz and it impacting your pay-per-view business. Now, if the ba- if the ba- if your pay-per-views are tied into the streaming, that doesn't even matter. Yeah, or your totally live business. Um, Cause there is, you know, that, and that's the big thing too, with, with going to a smaller network, if that were to happen, is there's, there's a domino effect to that. You know, it has to be the right service. You don't want to go to, you know, you don't want to go to a design because it pays well, you know, right. you just don't, cause it will cut, you know, it will kill you. But you, if it's Amazon, I mean, Jesus, could you imagine? Yeah. You do that right, you can really unlock an audience, I think, because we like people get carried away. I'm a firm believer in this. You know, like we talk about how, how young this audience is and that audience is. These audiences are still like leaning older. TV cable is just old, man. Like, yeah, it yeah. is. Like, if you got on, if you was on Amazon, you got promoted correctly, it would be so interesting to see what audience you could get. I don't know if it would be an audience, but it could be an audience that's generally used to watching online highlights and such, which is interesting, you know? I've always wondered how, <clears throat> excuse me. Pardon me. Um, got a bubble in my mouth. Sorry. Um, it's weird because I always like want to know what the perspective of somebody who's like under the age, of, like between the age of like sixteen and twenty-four. You know, basically like J. Shell's range. Mm-hmm. Who like all I ever really know was streaming. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me because this is like this shit's crazy. Like, hard to adjust to, right? Like, because it's not so much like I'm used to the streaming services and stuff, but just the amount of like, I mean, all the kinds of crazy shit that happens. Like, I remember last Christmas, I have YouTube TV, and I lost ESPN for like 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, got refunded for it and shit, but like. Shit like that is happening all the time, and like, it's just it's crazy. Like Seinfeld is, you know, hell, Mad Men, one of the greatest shows of all time, isn't even available on the mainstream services. It's on Amazon Freebie. It's not even right. on Amazon. I mean, it is on Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for the seasons. But like, it's 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 the only you know, it's just crazy. Like the shows, the rights, and all that stuff. It's just the best man. Like. The best example I can come up with how weird things are now is like I have Sling. Yeah. And I can't watch the Columbus Blue Jackets anymore because Valley's not on Sling and I can't get like the NHL package because they're blacked out. Mm. So when I eventually move to Tennessee, I'm actually going to be able to watch the hockey team that's in the city that I live in right now again. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's very weird. But um, yeah, I just, I do. I still think, and again, I like if they go to streaming, they're still going to be live. We all know that. At mm-hmm. least, yeah. Streaming works. is live now. Yeah, it is. I don't. I think there's a chance Rampage wouldn't be. Um, yeah, which, but is the norm, right? Um, I still think. I still. It's weird. I guess just because it hasn't happened before is the question of like what will things like, just Twitter, for example, like will we still see that same. Reaction on so. Twitter, lie, yeah. Look at like Oracle just mentioned, like some of these TV shows are like almost all streaming. I feel like we're really outdated in wrestling. Like we're terrified by this idea. Like there's a lot look, of pluses to it. A lot of them. Yeah. There's some of the biggest pop culture hits of the last decade in terms of TV has been exclusively streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 
My biggest problem with the network, I've talked about before, is I think it should have been self-sustainable. I've always really believed they made a mistake in making the network. Here's where you get your pay-per-views. I think it should have been creating a service where people that can be their whole WWE fandom. So they can cut the cord and watch the product. Now, again, I'm aware you can't do Raw and Spam. What I mean is creating enough original content that it feels like people are getting like a feel rather than just doing the pay-per-view matches that you have to watch the TV to build to. Yep. <laughs> I always yeah. thought it was a terrible mistake. I thought it should have been sustainable in that way. I mean, if you look at... I'm sure if you look in your own kind of content diet, so to speak, you'll find a bunch of stuff that's streaming only, you know? Oh, yeah. I was like... I'm obviously I'm the oldest one of the bunch here, but I was pretty early into like the streaming stuff popped me huge. Like the idea, I, yeah. I've been watching streaming stuff long enough to remember when like you didn't know if it was going to work or not. <laughs> Genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, like ML, I had MLB TV the first year that came out. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I've always rooted for a, rooted for a baseball team that was out of market. So the invention of that was incredible for me. Um, I had extra innings before that for like a year, but MLTV was one of the greatest inventions of all time, um, even with their ridiculous blackout rules. But um, Rampage, reading the chat, Rampage is streaming. I still love that idea, which I think was yours originally, Joe, where Rampage becomes a streaming show. Yeah. I still like. I really like the idea of Ring of Honor taking that Rampage time slot and Rampage becoming a streaming show. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I do like wonder what the deal is with Rampage. Or what's happening with Rampage? You know, like I honestly Jim think Ross... we're over analyzing it, but probably because I mean Friday nights are tough in general. Like to be in the top I... ten or I don't mean they usually are. What I mean is this: Jim Ross said. And he's he may be lying. I don't know. I'm just taking his word for it. He said he's on Rampage to help get the ratings back where they want them to be. Have you heard the up. quote or read the quote? Read. Do you think there's a chance he was just popping himself when he said that? It may be. I just, you know, why is he on Rampage? I feel like a TV exec is pop for this idea, you know? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. And like... There has been a couple lineups recently that feel like saying I would book if I was actively trying to go under 400,000 viewers. Yeah. I'm not saying they need to swing for the fences, but Christopher Daniels' main event is fucking insane in 2022. Um, so I, I legitimately feel like they've kind of given up on it. That's my that's my honest take on it. Now, like, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's me overanalyzing. But when I look at what they're booking on the show compared to what they booked six months ago, let alone a year ago or just shy of a year ago, I think it's very clear that that show has shifted in their minds. That you cannot say that show is a second A show. That is clearly a B show. I think clearly. I think that's you know? fair. Yeah. yeah. It's it's changed. Like it was initially, it was like the third hour of Dynamite, and now it's like super dark elevation, basically. Do you think the injuries have played into that though? Because Adam Cole was on there probably more than anyone for the first have, yeah, you know, eight yeah, months. It's a, it's a very fair question. I just like look at the main events as of like it's like. Lucha Bros Private Party is a cool match, but that mm-hmm. could easily have been on elevation. None of us would have batted an eyelid. Right, yeah. shoot, fair say. Like you've seen, I've seen similar matches on the C shows. I've seen Lucha Bros work the C shows, not so much as of late because plans change power, but it wouldn't surprise me about an elevation. Night. There you go, right? Um, Got a huge pop too. Uh, they're big stars. Um, what else has been a main event recently? The Chris Daniels and Jay Lethal again. That's I mean, that's outrageous. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I don't know. I just, it's to me, it's very clearly different. I, I really do think that. Like, and again, I don't know if people disagree or whatever. I just, I'm a, I mean, I'll watch it because I think it's a good wrestling show and it pops me the way it's kind of paced. It's more like steady, but it just, it ain't very important, you know? I wonder, I, I kind of feel like he's, um, maybe not necessarily, like, I feel like the truth somewhere in the middle. I think he's testing what he can get away with on that show, number wise. See, I mean, I'm being genuine though. Yeah. Like, I know it just feels like a mistake, bro. Yeah. You know? The live shows are always going to be different. Like when they do a live rampage, it's going to feel different. Of course, it is. Um, and even, I mean, the show tomorrow night is cool, but it's still like, yeah, it's still not crazy. Moxley versus Mance is a big match to people like us. It's, I, it's not going to exactly, pop a yeah. number. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was guys genuine. And I love Mance Warner. Um, Me too. I've been a fan of him since 2017. He got little to no reaction last night when he came out. I mean, that's just the truth. They, I mean, he's not a a huge star yeah. yet. He's gonna get over. He's gonna get like if you saw his promo that they aired on Elevation tonight. Go. He's gonna get over. I'm not knocking the guy. He's great talent. He just, I think sometimes it gets overestimated. Yeah, he's not famous. At all. How well known people are. Um, yeah, but then again, it, it also depends on where they are. There's a chance he's gonna get a big pop tomorrow night. Who knows? Um, right. Didn't last night, and that crowd was hot, so it wasn't like they were dead for, you know. Because I didn't even notice. I was so I popped so huge that it was him that I was like, "Holy shit!" And then like the match started, and I was like, "Wait, nobody really cares about that." Yeah, it's well, it's you know, I mean, GCW's cool and all, but like it's that and MLW is what he's done. Yeah, he's you gonna know? get over though. He's, if, yeah, he's uh, great. He's gonna be. I'm not saying he's gonna be a top guy, but he's gonna. He be may like a, kind of do an Eddie Kingston situation. To be yeah. honest with you, I don't think he's as good as Eddie Kingston. I don't mean as a not, but I think Eddie can kind of up his. As he's climbed the card, I think you've seen him up his game in a way that I'm not sure my months could follow, but he's he's capable of getting over in a big way and being a, an upper mid if he connects. The problem is they have 15 main event baby faces, so it's you know difficult. Mancer's more of a character than Eddie is. Eddie's so genuine. Yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. More of a gimmick, right? Which, not, which is not de- fair, but you know, you get what I mean. I, def- I do think Mancer's going to be a regular in this company. He'll be a big success story. Yeah. I believe that. Um. You excited for Mance Warner Oracle of Wrestling? Agreed. Sure. I should have timed that better. I wonder. I wonder if it's going to be the main event. It's a live show. I wonder if it opens. What else is on the show? Um, Lucha Bros and Rush Roosh. That's Wednesday, I think. That's oh, next week. Oh, Keith and Swerve were in a street fight against... Um, that Tony was the main event, I think. Yeah. I think so they, yeah. Who are they working it all out? This absolutely, like, stumped me earlier. Like, I couldn't... Genuinely, because it's putting the chapters on FTR, and it's like... I get it, but that is such a weird oh, situation man. to me. That's like a, a baby thing. To put Swerver, that's a tough spot right? to put them in. Yeah. Just I definitely can right. see it, though. They don't feel right. Like it's a baby face match where everyone's going to cheer FTR. Man, Rush and Andrade is a great idea, Reese. That's a there have them go. beat the Lucha Brothers, and then that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rush and Andrade is probably it. That's probably it. See, that's a good I, call. I like this that. is fair, but I think like more people are going to be watching at the beginning of the show, and that's kind of how he. 
I, I be I really think Mox and Mance are going to open that show. I I mean it is you can make the argument you bill Mox as the main event and hope people stay, but that's never been how he's done things on Rampage. Yeah, it's the one thing that does worry me is like I think if Warner came in a couple of years ago, he while I still think he'll get over, he'd have more of a shot. Like promo time would have been up. Yeah, they're a lot more like. You get promo time on the show now, don't be wrong, but the, it's a lot more, um, they're a lot more cookie cutter in the type of segments than what you months would have got, maybe, you know, I think so. I think he actually kind of fits perfectly for like the 35 to 40 second pre tapes, though. I think, I think as long as they're pre tapes. Yeah, he'll do really well in those. I don't like the, the ones I really don't like are the, um, those Shivani backstage interviews. Like, I get it. Well, I think if you're going to do the Shivani interview, you should just do it in front of the people. Yeah. I don't think they're ever like, can you remember any memorable versions of that format, really? Garcia's had a couple of good ones recently, but it's like, I don't know. I wish they could spice it up a little bit. I mean, I'd either do pre-tapes or do like, like um, you know, to the cameras, one shot. Yeah. Or have the interviews like, in front of people. Like Eddie does? Yeah. Yeah, like when it, like Eddie's one example, but there's other, you know, there's other ones where guys have done... Um, Moxley's perfect example. Moxley's the best example because he doesn't matter oh, yeah. Those interviews, I think, are the best way to do pre-tapes. And then if you're going to do an interview, do, do them on the ramp. Like Gene used to back in the day, you know? So that's just my personal preference. It doesn't really matter. But there is, there is definitely some guys I think need some, would benefit from some promo time. Um, Rampage, I think, would be a, night, it'd be a good idea to make it a vehicle in that regard. I'm going to assume they no longer care about the Rampage minute by minutes, the way they might once have. They could maybe do a Stokely interview that goes two, three minutes, you know, like yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it would help just just give things a little bit more substance. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, their format is, I think, definitely more um, more match card than it's ever been, which... I think has positives and negatives. I think positive is shows like last night that don't look great on paper would turn out to be like really good shows because you're ultimately just getting out of guys way and letting them wrestle for 10 minutes. Like every match on that show, I think got like 10 to 12, you know, other than obviously Hobbs squash. And it's like, that is a really nice sweet spot. Yeah. Dudes only have 15, 20, 12 minutes is fine for all of those matches. And they're all good, you know? So yeah, they, literally they were all good. I didn't even know it was a bad film show last night. Genuinely like, I'm, like I was kind of uh, I was thinking about it earlier about Miss saying, but I don't think there was anything on the show I thought was was less than like solid, you know. Mm-hmm. I genuinely enjoyed Christian and Matt Hardy. Legitimately Me did. too. Yeah, dude, I I put this in the chat during the burp, but we were wrapping up after like after the match, and you know that they went to the back for something because they always do. That that's one thing I will say is much more jarring live. <laughs> it's like. The to the back thing where the, the lights change immediately oh. and you're like, wait, what's happening? Then, <laughs> but when Matt was leaving, like the crowd fucking went nuts for him. Like the the big respect, standing ovation, yeah. chant, and he looked like he was about to cry, genuinely. Because I was not to, but I was close enough to him that I could. Like he looked like he was fucking in close to losing it. It was actually really awesome. <laughs> I have a lot of um, I have a lot of time for Matt. You know, yeah. I think he's uh, he's someone who's always been pretty forward-thinking with the industry. I think he's always kind of, you know, tried to be open-minded about where the wrestling's going. Sometimes he did stuff that I did not like. Um, 
the broken universe being one of those, but a guy over huge, and I admire how he just like that. For a guy who broke in the early 90s to do the broken universe, he's fucking insane, and big mm-hmm. credit to him for it. So I think he's, he's got a, a real benefit to the promotion, you know? About the most negative thing you could say about him is he's got a huge blind spot for his brother, but is that really a negative? I mean, it's his brother. So. I mean, everyone in the industry has a blind spot for Jeff, quite mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, that's just – the Jeff Let thing me- is honestly – like ridiculous in that front, but yeah, whatever. Let me tell this story. Don't put so, me over on the air, bro. Please don't put me over on the air. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that, Joe. Um, so we got to the show, and um, as I've talked about before, I've lost some weight recently. So, like, and, and that sometimes is an issue. It shows like this is like those seats are can be small. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, I was like, hell yes, like one of the times you can actually notice that you've lost some weight. Cause it's like, yeah, I got a little bit of room here, but the problem was I'm also tall, not quite Bob tall, but I am like six, three and a half. And they had a cup. They had, they had the cup holders yeah. on the back of the seats and it was digging into my left leg. And I was like, well, this isn't going to fucking work. Like, so I go on seat geek and I see floor seats for $18. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? Why are these $18? And the only thing that I hate about those sites is you can't see the seat numbers. Mm -hmm. And I like to get on the aisle for obvious reasons. And I was like, well, fuck it. For $18, I'm going to risk it. I was like, absolute worst case scenario, Adrian and I just won't sit together. And I'll let her sit down here and I'll sit up here where I can spread out and be, you know, not be so miserable with this cup holder. And I buy the tickets and I, and it says, you know, I get the email and it's seats one and two. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. But I'm still thinking, I'm thinking the other way around where we're going to be on the other end of the section, yeah. not not up against the ramp. But I'm still excited. I'm like, okay, yeah. we're on the floor. I got first two seat. I got an aisle seat. Um, and then we get down there. We see we're on the fucking, I can't, I still can't believe that shit. So we pay, I mean, with fees and stuff, it ended up being like $55, but I'm too short for the Raptors, man. You got to be six eight. Oh, fuck. But yeah, so it turned out to be a hell of an evening. Um, I think I talked on here before about I hadn't seen Christian live in eleven years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think I've told this story here, but um, one of the funnier things about me and Adrian's wedding is. We went to WWE shows on what you would consider our honeymoon. We didn't actually have a real honeymoon, but we took a week off after we got married. And we stayed at her parents' cabin by the lake down there. Um, But WWE was in Knoxville for Raw and Nashville for SmackDown. And I was like, well, do you want to go to these? And she was all for it. And we went to SmackDown and we had like seats we weren't. We were in seats three and four, so there were people. We weren't quite on the rail, but uh, and that was the last time I saw Christian live. And then the next time I saw Christian live, I was pretty much in the exact same situation. Um, so it was like a weird little. Right. What was the? What was the day on these shows, please? Do you? Oh, remember? I'm I'm a hundred percent on that SmackDown broadcast repeatedly. Um. Where was got, this, did you say? Nashville. Nashville. We got married on May 7th, 2011, so it would have been... This is around, the, like, just before the summer of punk, right? Yeah, this mm-hmm. was right... Um, it was the week after Christian lost the world championship, because I was all excited to see him. Right. Fucking... Here we go. Yeah. May 10th, 2011. 
brother um Brian Danielson wrestles the original Sin Cara on that SmackDown. Yes, oh, he does. Is, is that the Sin one that Cara gets wins. super? Is, is that the one that gets like a long time and that is like yeah. not that good? Twelve minutes. I remember we, liking it, but I also watched it live. So here we go. That was before folks. I had turned yeah. on the original Sin Cara, and I was like super excited about the match. Right. This program was on Sci-Fi. He did a 1.72 TV rating. Were you at the Raw or, or the SmackDown? I went to both. Okay, do the Raw first. Yeah. I can't see the Raw. I don't remember a whole lot about Raw. I can't see it. I see superstars. Let me no let Raw. me let me let me investigate the Raw. Hold on just a second. Okay. So it would have been May 9th. Because this was this was Is it the same building? No, it was in Knoxville. Was... Oh, hang on, I can get it. I can get it. Don't worry, I'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Okay. Bob, feel dead air. Okay. I was also looking for the raw, but um, I got it, Bob. Come, Bob, calm down. Okay. Good job, Joe. All right. Here we go. Raw. Okay. Hold on. You have to read this. You have to tell me the superstars matches. That's critical. Because he'll remember every single one of them. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna ask you the finish. Like, wait, was that the match where? I think I have some sort of historian here. Can, can you give me a Bob Field did air again? Okay. This I mean, I found the superstars. Series. Do you want me to just say them? Yes. Okay. Uh, we had Chris Masters defeating Drew McIntyre and Zack Ryder defeating Vladimir Kozlov. That's like your big match, Drew and Chris. I remember that. Wait a minute. As soon as Drew, you said it, I remembered it. Listen, listen. You were at the Chris Masters Drew McIntyre match? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> You don't get it. That match is like a message board cult favorite. Yeah, we're all, I'm not kidding. No, we get it. God. We get it, it. But that it. is still no excuse to say we. You were at the Drew McIntyre. That's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous behavior. We're on the air, bro. <laughs> oh, Do that shit on, in bro. private. That's crazy. <laughs> but that match is that match is one of the ten or fifteen best matches ever to be of the decade. <laughs> that's fine. That's yeah. Talk about. I'm not saying it's bad. What I'm saying is, come oh, on, I man. Missed you, man. What do you mean, uh, come on? I'm so, you can't just say you were at the Chris. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. People are watching. Brother, he said it's one of the 10 to 15 best matches of the I, decade. I'll take his word for it. He's watched it. Arguably. Arguably. Right? Yes. Hold on. Okay. Wow. I, I'm going to have to further investigate this. Okay. Hold on now. I'm gonna pop huge when he realizes it's not the same one. That's that's one. That's one. I remember liking it though. As soon as you said it, it I it's like I don't remember that much about it, but I remember being like, "What? That fucking rules." Sounds good. I mean, does it? Yeah. I, I I always like Chris Masters much better than any Ray Phoenix match. Um, I knew that and knew it. I 100% believe that. By the way, uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Things we put up with around here, folks. Joe has to watch this on Twitch now. <laughs> I'll do it. I mean, I, I worry about the... Uh, what we'll do is we'll do an actual grin along for that where it isn't on the screen, but we all watch it together. We should do that at some point, right? Because it's on the network, yeah. so. All right. All right, let's see here. It appears that was taped on the SmackDown to me, from what I can see. Because I haven't got... I've got a couple of dark matches for all, but I haven't got any other tapings. So maybe it was taped... Was that the SmackDown? No, they list them separately when it's a... Whole other TV I can't show. See it though. Oh, Chris Masters versus Drew McIntyre, May twelfth. Aired May twelfth. Yeah, this is it. Oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me hold on. 
This is. <laughs> I mean, y'all understand. This is a this is a deep underground cult favorite. Twenty eleven. Okay. Think... So, oh, okay. This is a memory that came back to me. Me. Okay. So I found the full show for for superstars. The two matches that Bob said happened in Knoxville, and then they taped Tyson Kidd versus Trent Beretta in Nashville, oh, okay. and that was the match where. Michael Hayes managed Tyson Kidd for some fucking reason. (laughs) (laughs) Respect. Um, It rules so much that like I have now gotten cooler in Oracle's eyes because I was at Chris Masters versus Drew McIntyre in 2011. So do you know you saw future NWA World Champion Trevor Murdoch in the adult match that night? I don't remember that at all. He, he He did a job to Evan Bourne. Eve Torres and Kelly Kelly over the Bella Twins. One minute, 22 seconds. All right, here we go. That's one of the 20 best matches. I thought this was easily the best of their matches in a serious match of the year candidate. In fact, offhand, I haven't seen a single match this year that I thought was this strongly worked in terms of both psych and mechanics. Master selling was truly great and that it is always the case, but I think it was Drew Mack's various attacks of the leg that really made things interesting. And then you can go... So on and so forth, but this is the beginning of an excellent review. Someone else says, uh, Yes, I, re- yeah, I rewatched that drop kick, kip up, Masters gets KO'd spot a couple of times. Great stuff. My God. Wow. Just an absolute classic. Adam and legitimately, <laughs> legitimately one of the biggest, one of the best gyms in the last 15 years of wrestling. So anyway, Kane wrestled Mason Ryan on this show, shoot. Yeah. Dolph I don't remember Ziggler liking wrestled... that show very much. Bro, listen to these match times. So the Eve tag got 122. Kane, Mason Ryan, two minutes. Dolph Santino Morella, one minute. Dolph was managed by Vicky Guerrero, if I remember right. I think he, I think she just, yeah. like, that was the night that he debuted as her new client. No. I think this is when he had the hair dye gimmick. Yeah, that's when he came out oh, with the haircut. Okay. Or, or is that when he or is that when yeah. he re re But he was serious. He was serious, Dolph. Oh yeah. John Cena, Alex Riley, three minutes. Kofi Kingston, Jack Swagger, eight minutes. The main event was for the world title, not more contendership. Miz, Del Rio, and Rey Mysterio, thirteen minutes. Dolph, that match was really good. Miz returned that night. Event. Sorry to hear that. Dark main event, Miz and John Cena. Yeah. SmackDown. Jey Uso defeated Trevor Murdoch. Sin Cara, Daniel Bryan, as we said. Kane and Wade Barrett got 10 minutes. Yeah. How long Jesus was the Bryan and Sin Cara match? It was 11.44. Yeah. I remember liking that match. You imagine I, how boring that Kane match was? I got a uh, a paper bag from one of those Cody Rhodes paper bags at that, that show. That fucking rules. See, this is where wrestling rules. Well, this is where WWE popped me anyway. What was what was the main event of that show? It's a tag um, Orton and uh, Orton and Christian against. Um, I don't remember Mark Sheamus. Henry and Sheamus. Okay, yeah. Mark Henry, Mark Henry and Sheamus. Mark, or Mark Henry and Sheamus. Oh yeah, that match is good. That's a good. That's a good time for SmackDown. But if you look mm. at this match here, so Kane and Wade Barrett at ten, Cody Ted DiBiase gets free. Yeah. They've always been very perplexing with those things, haven't they? Mm-hmm. You can never get a good gauge on them via timings, you know? Mm. But anyway, um, if you guys ever, like, genuinely, 
Um, I'm on that show a lot, and I'm wearing that fucking white. Oh, I'm wearing that white Kangle hat that I wore on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what was the date on that? Um, May thirteenth. Uh, there you go. Thank you. May thirteenth, two thousand eleven. If any of you have the cock, you can go on there and see the confirmed shoot, and you can watch one of the best matches of the last decade. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. You can't see me no. on that one. It's not. It's not say it's a fact. I mean, it's a thing. You know, it's well, a it's, take. it's 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 close to one. It's just, uh, oh. Was Ted DiBiase good? That's a good question. No. Ted Jr. was not very good. No. No. Bob. He was not. Well, what you when, think they, when they came in, though, everyone thought he was the guy and Cody was just going to be just yeah. another guy. Not well, me. Really? JJ can confirm. He used, mm-hmm. to get, he used to make fun of me because I said Cody was future world champion. So yeah, that's I'm, just I'm one of the few police. people who thought I'm, – I'm one of the few right. people who, like, enjoyed dashing Cody Rhodes but fucking hated, uh-huh. like – fucking hated, like, got this mask on my face. Yeah, Smoking yeah, mirrors is an like, all-time great theme. Oh, yeah. He's really Cody Whoa! Rhodes is like if you catch me on the right day, I think I would tell you and believe that Cody Rhodes is one of my favorite wrestlers of the last like decade. If you catch me on another day, I could equally be like, he's fucking annoying, isn't he? You know? He's yeah. a weird guy, isn't he? I mean like, I think changed. he was he was great in the Fed run. <laughs> we uh we went through that repeatedly during his AEW mm-hmm. run. So Well everyone did though. Everyone that was being honest about it went through it with Cody in AEW. Yeah. I mean, there were some people that were deluded and pretended he was some sort of great, you know, artist painting this magnificent picture, but he did a lot of bad TV in AEW. Here's what it is. I mean, the Oracle of Wrestling. Remember how mad we used to get in the DMs about this? Mm-hmm. It was terrible, some of that stuff. Remember when he grew a mustache and made that his gimmick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was in WWE. Actually. Yeah, I know. Not in all elite wrestling. Yeah. That's when he, remember when he, he dyed his hair and that didn't work. He's starting to merge the histories Oracle. Well, United. you know, shoot, shoot, change. You know, companies. He worked in. He was a WWF. You know, he sure. was there for twenty-one years. Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight to, to twenty-nineteen. <laughs> well, he was signed by. He was signed by All Elite Wrestling. Has been there for three years. As reported by your brother. Yeah. <laughs> what a great night that was. We're. <laughs> Where is everyone signed right now? I'm back in Ring of Honor. <laughs> the only reason that doesn't make me watch it every week. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, where are you signed right now? Uh, you know, I'm just keeping my options open. Well, that seems like a lie. We saw your tweet on Thursday night, whenever this is Thursday night, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was. Yeah, I think one of Wednesday. the days this week. You know what happened with that? Is one person talked about it in the chat and Fed dead, and it made me mad. And then instead of just addressing it there or Wait. ignoring it, like. Like an adult, I tweeted about it and immediately regretted it. You mean one Araya comment in the chat can ruin your whole mood? Fucking wild. What nerd you turned out to be? Can't relate to that possibly. The Oracle <laughs> of Wrestling, where are you signed right now? Which wrestling well, promotion has given you a full-time deal? Or are you still doing the indies like Terry Funk in 1987? Um, you know, I consider myself a freelancer. Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I, I dab, I, I, I dab, you know, dabble into a lot of things and, and, uh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Hey, the Oracle of Wrestling, um, yeah. <laughs> my pal Joe Holbert and I, we watched the, um, Showboat Casino 
Midnight Rockers versus um, Summers and Rose match Monday and taping for main events. Yeah, so we can't really go into too much detail because the show hasn't aired yet. But um, well, kind of did for about half hour. Yeah. Um, oh, buddy! It's so then, all time um, great. All time great. We're gonna do future shows on the cage match on Christmas Day, and then the January twenty seventh match, um, the third match. Well, it's actually the fourth match because the first match is at Wrestle Rock, which mm-hmm. I learned after the fact. We would have watched it first. Yeah. Um, but the pop is that if you go to those three matches on YouTube, you will find at least one comment on all three that calls the match in question the greatest tag team match of all time. Um. So there's at least one comment on the Christmas Day one that says that. There was one on the January 27th one that says that, and I immediately texted Joe and was like, how is this on every single tag match that they had? Mm-hmm. 21-year-old Shawn Michaels, and like, I'm now convinced that that they're like the most underrated tag team of all time, despite mm-hmm. being decently regarded. The Midnight Rockers-Rose Summers feud is one of the greatest feuds in the history of wrestling. Yeah, I kind of want to do a, do a show on it. Just that feud. Incredible. Um, Buddy Rose is uh, – I voted him very highly. And, I, and like this, I feel even stronger about this. He's one of the 10 or 15 best wrestlers who ever lived in the ring. Um, he's he's that good. Um, like he was – like his Portland stuff is – obviously which is where, where his home base was, was just – I mean – Late seventies, early eighties. This was after his prime, eighty six. You know, yeah. Um, he was just absolutely one of the five best wrestlers in the world for about a five or three, for about a five or six year stretch. That's the best part. Is genuinely none of those four wrestlers are in their prime here. Because whatever you think of Shawn Michaels, he's definitely not in his prime yet in nineteen eighty six, eighty seven. Janetti's right. not yet. Um, Summers is past his prime at that point. It's honestly remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And of course Sherry is 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 is, is she's uh she's their manager, uh Rosie yeah. Summer. She's mm-hmm. still early in her she's mm-hmm. those are early days yep. for her too, because she talked about um there's a shoot interview, I didn't watch a lot of it, but she talks about like how her and Sean and Marty were still kind of learning on the fly. And then Rose and Summers, despite whatever their reputation can be in certain places were like incredibly helpful to all three of them. And it was very much like this big collaborative effort between the five of them, that entire feud. It's just like the whole, there is very, uh, okay. So this, this, this might interest y'all. There's a hidden match. Hmm. I don't know if y'all have heard about it. I don't know if, I don't know if it's on YouTube. It is. Was this supposed to be a thing? Oh my God. Because that would um, fucking bought me huge. There, there, there is a, there is an intergender sixth. There's, there's an intergender trios or not. Yeah, I, uh, I think it might be a mixed tag, but I, they, I think they did some, some intergender spots. Um, in the summer of '86, I can't remember the date, where it's Rose Summers and Sherry versus Marty Sean and I think her name was Despina Montegas. Um, it's an excellent, tremendous match. It finished, it finished very well on, on the, on the AWA set. Um, God. if, if y'all can find that one, the say, Oracle of wrestling worth watching just for, just for fun, you know, the AWA mm-hmm. 
How high do they rank in terms of match catalog for a promotion historically? Are they a strong one, a weak one, mid in between? Where would you stand? I will say I will say they're stronger than you think. I think they're strong. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very underrated. There are a lot of people who many years have said, "Oh, they're <laughs> terrible," for, for 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 you know for one reason or another, but. Their match catalog is a lot better than you think. Um, mm-hmm. They have multiple cage matches that are like classics, uh, not just not just the Midnight Rockers tags, but uh, there's some there's some Sheik Blackwell tags. Jerry Blackwell, who's a, yeah. one of the most incredible finds in, in the '80s project back in the 2010s, um, just an incredible worker. Um, Phil Phil Schneider famously said that he he. He looked like he looked like somebody who you'd see driving around in a rascal in Walmart, who was like bumping uh, in, in cage and like bumping wildly, like like in you know, Your Jarrett. brother once said that I look like an enhancement talent in the late '80s AWA. It's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. <laughs> I that rules. Uh, what was his name? Jake Milliman or whatever. The, yeah, the enhancement talent. Yeah, I'm a. Um, weirdly like obsessed isn't the right word because I haven't watched nearly enough or tried enough to say I'm obsessed with it but like that 86 87 AWA run where they're dying then the I just the match catalog's incredible yeah I'm, I'm convinced that like if I was around then <laughs> of course there, would, there wouldn't have been like internet or anything for me to do it but I would have been like the guy saying this shit's good like why aren't why isn't anyone watching this like yeah. you guys are missing out there is there is an 85 because like one of the reasons Sergeant Slaughter gets ranked so highly, particularly with like message board crap and stuff like that, is he's got three or four like all time great matches within like one every year. So like eighty three was the um uh God, I forgot, you know, it's it's uh, he and uh Cronodal versus Steamboat Youngblood. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the Iron Sheik match in eighty four. Eighty five there's a there's a Three on two cage match that he's in, that is an absolute fucking classic. Um, oh that's of course in AWA. That's must see. Um, oh, and there's also a, a Nick Bockwinkle Wahoo McDaniel match. That's a fan cam from like 1983. That's a total bloodbath, and they beat the living shit out of each other. And it's one of the best matches like ever. The Oracle of Wrestling. Are you slightly concerned in 20 years? The next generation's Oracle of Wrestling will be on pro wrestling only, discussing the match catalog of 2020's Impact Wrestling and asking why no one watched it because I am very concerned. Me too. Mm. Holy shit, Jay White, Alex Shelley, four and a quarter. You know, that kind of conversation. Are you concerned about where we're trending here, Oracle? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Slightly. New Japan strong, Joe. Slightly. Man, did you see that, yeah, you see that Steve Cutler match? My God. Three and three quarters. He said he's, he's this, had eight three and three quarter star matches in the last. That month. is the truth, though, right? He's like, yeah. in all seriousness, this is why we actually do need like a plethora of promotions at all times. Because even when a promotion's at its lowest low, there can still be great shit that happens within it, and that shit can be important for guys developing careers. And you know, they'll, every territory has its veterans and its rookies, and you never know what's going to come of either side of that. And the folks in between, like, genuinely, that is why you do need. A, you know, a range of promotion. There's some 
you know, we'd happily concede more than others. The worst part about AWA's booking, well, like AW in general was the booking and the commentary was awful. Yeah, the The, commentary is rough. The commentary had Larry Nelson was fucking terrible. Um, And they also had Rod Trongar, who was awful. What was the thing famously? He famously for the for the for the Bachwinkle Hennig, uh, a sixty minute draw. He famously goes. He he famously gave away the fact that they're going sixty. He was like, they're going the full sixty. What the fuck? First minute on commentary. My favorite old school commentary story is on the Gary Hart guest book where he talks about Texas, and one of the Texas promoters, I think it was Joe Blanchard, I think. He thought he was so incompetent that they used to have the Spanish announcers sit next to the English one so that the audios would bleed. <laughs> yeah. So you just heard both all times, which is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. <laughs> Gary Hart used to explain that he would tell them to change it and they would always just keep it next to each other because they liked it that way. Fucking rules. Big respect. Um, but yeah, rest, I like wrestling. That's my point, I think. What Reece was up with AWA booking? We're getting Fred Rosser versus Fred Yehi soon. I'm going to fucking pop huge. That'd be good. What was the deal with AWA's booking? I heard Greg Gunya say himself that they only needed two angles a year to uh, to sustain the territory. It sounds like the most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. But, you know. Land, yeah. Their their booking just was never like. I mean, I'm wrong. They have great angles. I mean, it was it was a. I mean, come on, it's '80s wrestling, but like yeah, exactly. It's it's just there was just something dry about it, you know. And I think that's that's, I think the, yeah. I think people because the booking was pretty dry. I think people. Because of that, it immediately kind of masked how good the in-ring actually was. And people were just yeah. like, eh. It was like Delirious Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. It was a real thing, though, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a thing that we like to make fun of, especially with the way Greg presents it. But, like, it was a real thing that every time they started to get someone over, Vince just took them. <laughs> like, it is, yeah. But, I mean. Because they, I mean, it's like, they the Midnight Rockers were over. And it's, it's always like, hard because Vern didn't totally get them, but he pushed them. Yeah. But then they were gone. It's hard though because it's like, well, obviously none of us fuck with Vince, and it's terrible that he just destroyed all these promotions. There was a lot of guys who made like real money. Oh yeah. And Vince could have paid him better, but like, ter- the way it, you know, look again, it's relative. A lot of guys were making a good living with the way it was before, but a lot of guys were getting fucked in a way that like had to change when he came in and offered him big money because the whole point was he was offering him big money, you know? Like, in that sense, it's different. Like, Hogan is obviously an extreme example because God even, I mean, fuck him, but could you imagine the money he would have left on the table if he didn't leave? Could you, like, Yeah. he's honestly unfathomable. <laughs> well, I mean, they were going to be on CBS. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> the, the Rockers thing actually is funny, though, and this isn't even, like, I've I've seen enough people talk about this that I think it's actually true and not just like lore or something. Some like, the first time they left, which they got fired within two weeks when they went to the Fed. But yeah, Vern heard they wanted to go to WWE or WWF, so he took the tag belts off them. They weren't leaving, <laughs> but then they got mad that he took the tag belts off them, and so they left. And then the oh. second time they came back, they went to Vern. And we're just, I can't, like, they just wanted a contract. Like, give us, it was like three-year contractors. And he wouldn't do it, so they left. So they're like an actual example. They would have stayed, genuinely. They were they wanted to stay. Yeah. Um, which is a fascinating thing. It's like, I don't, I don't see any way 
that Vern ever, I mean, ever goes with Shawn Michaels as a singles. But I'm still convinced that them as a tag team could have been like a true main event act in that territory. I agree. I do wonder if they could have convinced their like audience on that. I don't know what the history of tags were there because that's a thing, you know. I, the tag belts were pretty important there because Bachwinkle and Stevens had them for a long time. Um, that's they actually awesome. had a, they had pretty good tag division. Um, but like, I don't know if it worked on top. I, I genuinely yeah, don't know. Sure. Mate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know either, but. You may have. I mean, as long as you had, you know, dude, they were doing in the middle would be fine. It's it's really, um, which the pop here is I'm getting ready to fire up TEW soon and do 87 AWA, which is like my comfort plan. But I've I'm I've got like all these guidelines that I've been laying out to Joe and popping myself huge. It's ridiculous but guidelines. They guy? had <laughs> they had young Paulie dangerously, and it's like they were doing Midnight Rockers against. Midnight, the original Midnight Express, which actually, despite they actually were the original Midnight Express, yeah. Condry and Rose, they're not the most famous one, but um, it's just a fascinating. Like you look at that roster and you're like, holy shit! Now a lot yeah. of them were either past their prime or weren't in their prime yet, but like even in '87, they've got a fucking awesome roster. They just, you know, they had Vader there, wasn't Vader yet. Um, you got Hennig. It's like it was a matter of the industry trends, man. That was the issue, yeah. you know. They had the ESPN contract. Like if they just could have figured it out, um, they had yeah. They DDP started there as a manager. Um, they had Scott Hall. He he left in '86 because he and Kurt Hennig were tag champs for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating territory. I, like I. The Midnight Express, or the Midnight Rockers coming out to Living After Midnight, popped me so huge. I tweeted that video and got absolutely zero interaction, which sums up the AWA perfectly. I'm about to send in the group chat a huge, huge, huge message. It's a match list that will pop. You shoot. My God, bear with me. That's aggressive. I was about to get that rocker's entrance and play it on here, but then we might get copyright for the music. So yeah, that definitely have ID. hundred percent. Bobby, I'm, I'm, I'm going to post it. What do you think of the AWA? Honestly, like I, it was on ESPN classic quite a bit when I was growing up. So I'd like watch it here and there when it's on. Um, I haven't like watched it at length, but it, it sounds like something that would pop me at least in some parts. It's so hard to find. Yeah, if I can get it. Because Joe, you'll you'll also pop to learn that um, I came up with the plan a couple nights ago to watch all of the '87 TV because the 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 TW file starts in March of '87, oh, so I was going to watch January and February TV so that I would be plugged <laughs> into what they were doing. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a TW idea, but I want to run past you. Go ahead. Do we, do we think Brock Lesnar's leaving? Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He's on the day one poster, but that's five months away, so who knows? Would you be interested in a world in which Brock Lesnar is the NWA World Champion? Group chat's going to be blowing up a little bit, so just bear you actually, You probably could do something with that. Would you be interested in a world where this was Bandito for the NWA World's Heavyweight title on ESPN Plus pay-per-view? My God. For the yeah, cut price of $25? I'd probably buy it. 
How many minutes would Brock wrestle Jonathan Gresham for? One. Uh, five. Could I get Paulie to convince him to go seven? No. Probably. I'm going to bump the pay up a little bit. How many pay-per-view buyers do I do when I get Daniel Cormier to come in and shoot an angle as a guest spot and wrestle Brock Lesnar? Mm-mm. You can get some business there, man. How well does the Twitter video do when Daniel Cormier is in the front row with chicken wings and his family and Brock Lesnar calls him a piece of shit and slaps him in the face and DC then jumps the guard brow and double leg takedowns him? Can we do a pull-apart brawl and then we announce the date for pay-per-view, ESPN, pay-per-view? Huge. Yeah, Big money. I God bless this list that Oracle's sending us in the group chat right now. <laughs> what is this AWA matches? Lord mm-hmm. Alfred Hayes versus Bobby Heenan. Yeah, it rules. God bless. Right, hold on now. This is this feels like an attack. There's oh a my god. Yeah. Oracle, well, have you seen Flair versus Martel from All Japan? Uh, possibly. I can get you. Let me get you the date. It's NWA champion versus AWA champion in All Japan. Oh my god, there's more of them. Yeah. (laughs) This is interesting. I think I added another match to. Let's see. It appears that we have 100 matches in our DMs right now. Yep. Hey, Joey, last night on to the main event playlist, I added a match from July 12th, 1983. Um, yes, Terry man. Terry Funk versus Nick Bockwinkle. That sounds good. I like actually, Terry now, Funk. Actually, now that I think about it, I think I was talking to you when I found that. <laughs> you did, yeah. I thought I seen you doing that as a bit. Yeah. Oh, breaking well. news. Actually, it's not breaking news. Um, Sasha Banks is not playing a football game tomorrow. That's, Oracle, that's, that's April 24th, 1985 is Martel versus Flair. Okay. We also watched Kevin Von Erich and David Von Erich versus Jumbo and Tenru from 1981. Yeah. Fuck me. We're 86 now in the Oracle match list. This is honestly <laughs> one of the most insane things I've ever received from anyone. You know what rules the most about this? Yeah. Is like Jay Shell's going to wake up and see this and be like, what the fuck? Happy birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Whoever uh, I like the violent copying face sounds again. Yes. <laughs> so when Jay Shell wakes up and asks what the hell this is, Bobby, your role is to advise her that we're watching these in chronological order in a project that she's a part of. Okay. <laughs> Mandatory attendance. Yes. <laughs> we're almost there. So Very is long. the intention we watch these? Is that the idea? Or is this just sort of a resource? Are these oh. all on YouTube? Resource. Uh, I'm not sure. Tons of them are. Kurt Hennig versus Greg Gagne. The AWA project. They get a voice. Thanks, Mike. Orko, have you heard the the story about Greg Gagne winning the AWA championship? No. So he beats Kurt Hennig for the AWA championship. Um, I can't remember if it's an 87 or 88. Um. And apparently what happened, Vern was like obsessed with putting the world title on Greg. And so they, they he beats Henning for the title. He leaves the building that night as the AWA world champion. And apparently like all of his local promoters in the AWA territory threatened to quit if, if oh he put God. the title on Greg. So he had to make up like a DQ finish and put the title back on Greg. 
tell. Yeah, he doesn't tell that one. We're gonna play a game. Andrew brought up Braun and Carrying Cross. We're gonna play a game, right? Once I want to answer, Andrew asked when Hogan left the AWA. It was uh, around Christmas of 1983. Christmas pop by Telegram. Yeah, I'm not coming back. And they thought it was a rib, right? So Eddie, that damn Eddie Graham. That's how he said. That's how he tells it every time. This is called free agent filth. I'm going to name a free agent, and Bob is going to predict where they go. We can help him if we would like to. All right? Didn't you, didn't you used to do a whole show based on this? Yeah. This is using the official resource of a very popular wrestling website that I will not name. The first free agent. That's what Pierce. Two cold, two cold Scorpio. Um, probably. Where? I did some stuff with GCW. Wasn't he signed there? Kind of. I know. No, I don't know. No. He's listed as a free agent. Okay, Adam answers Schur. nowhere. Yeah. Um, it still wouldn't surprise me if he goes back to WWE. It would surprise me a little more now than it would have, you know, a couple months ago. But yeah, bad news for him. Very bad. Yeah. Bad news for him and Bray Wyatt. I fear. Yeah. Well, I don't and someone else. I don't care, but... Amos. Well, yeah, him too. Um, the Oracle of Wrestling. Where's Braun Strongman gonna go? You know, I don't know, cause he was like a Vince guy, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should try and get booked in Japan, man. That's a good idea. That, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Anyway, good luck to him. Alan Angels. Impact. Yeah, Impact. Um, He'll be back in AEW one day, though. I like how I haven't been participating this entire time. Alex Zane. Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was on, he was just on Zero Hour. NWA. Very good. Wait, was no was he was on Zero Hour, right? I didn't make that yeah. up, did I? Okay. Anyway, Bandito. Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not Ring of Honor. Um, He's going to AEW. He would have by now, right? Yeah. Someone, someone should tell me. Our, our, the uh, late night grand head of creative guy named Vince. Never met him. Wow, it's pretty big allegation just threw out there. Yeah. (laughs) Big question is which one. Bandito, Bob, where's he going? I don't know if he's going to sign anywhere, man. He might just keep doing what he's been doing, just kind of working the indies, working the big AAA shows. That's kind of going to be the answer for almost all these, Joey. Biff Busick. Hopefully Ring of Honor. Progress. Bray Wyatt. Nowhere. Hollywood. Brian Kendrick. Mm. He's on the list. (laughs) You just made that list. Jonah. New Japan. Yeah, Impact. I'm saying this now, but he stays in New Japan after this G1 effort he's produced. I mean, he's got a long way. I think he's wrestling a card tomorrow. All Japan. Bull Dempsey. All Japan. (laughs) Dempsey's on here, bro. To be fair, fair, Bull Dempsey definitely sounds like somebody, if he was like 
If this is 10 years ago, who would have a run in all Japan? Absolutely. Yes, I agree. I was afraid you were going to say he was good. I was going to get actively angry. <laughs> oh, no. One half of one of the best matches of the decade for the last 15 years, Chris Masters. All Japan. Colby Carino. Big Japan. Does Big Japan still exist? Yeah, I think so. Dalton Castle. Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Danny I don't Birch. believe he's a free agent, honestly. Who? Danny Birch. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's good. Eric Redbeard. Um, DDT. Fandango. World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Flip Golden. Triple H is going to bring Brizongo back. Hell yeah. Flip Golden. Who cares? Yeah. NWA. Gangrel. What is this list? <laughs> it's a very popular wrestling site. Garrett Bischoff. Garrett Bischoff? WA, of course. All Japan. <laughs> Holland. Also known as Parker Bordeaux. AEW. AEW. I saw him last night. How did he look? Dude, I'm not, I'll be honest, that it fucking ruled. It's a squash match, though, but I popped huge. All right. We'll check in on this later. I, I'm not doing a bit. Hornswoggle. All Japan. <laughs> James Storm. imagine Hornswoggle working like comedy matches with Jumbo? Yes. And, like, I want to be very clear that I don't think Parker Boudreaux is good. Too late. He had a good squash match. Some guys are good at squash matches. Fair. James Storm. Impact. All Japan. Joey Janela. GCW. Yeah. John Gargano. World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. John Morrison. World Wrestling Federation. Josh Bonnet. <laughs> World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> JTG. All Japan. Kalisto. Um, Impact. Jersey Pro Wrestling. Killian Dane. Big Demo? Yeah. Progress. Killer Cross. Uh, Freddie Prince Promotions. Kazani. Bobby O'Neill, I have a question for you. What's up, pal? Tony Reeves. Will we be seeing Mercedes and Trinity tomorrow? Lil Guido. Know, like, it would make a lot of sense. Um, I don't know if it's come together already. It definitely makes more sense for SmackDown than Raw, though. Michael Tarver. Mm-hmm. Oh, he ruled. God bless. Percy Watson. Oh, I liked him. Yeah, he's okay. good too. Who who remembers Shannon Moore? Shoot, you you Impact. might actually remember this. Do you remember Michael Tarver? Like, and like so it was like sometime in like twenty like twenty eleven when he would like lurk backstage, and then like and they, and they never followed up. Dude, on it. Do you remember B Fab ruled? Yeah, where's B Fab? What was she? What was her name before she was BFAB? Brianna Brady. Brandy. She's the one who sang the hit row theme. And when... Yeah. Yeah. 
Where is she? I don't know. Had, had like tons of charisma. I would like to know that Jonah was listed as Bronson Reed, and I realized no one would remember that, so I just said Jonah, and then he was also listed as Jonah, which made me very mad. On um, her Instagram page, wrestler is her third um, title after creator and hip-hop artist. Hmm. Bob, what's the bio as you? Creator. The Vibe, Brianna Brandy. <laughs> Which one of us is most fitting for that nickname? Us four. The Vibe. Bobby. Bobby, yeah, she has the OnlyFans page if you want to update your subscriptions. Good lord, man. That was <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> Every time I go on Instagram now, someone's announcing a new OnlyFans. It's kind of wild. For a while, it felt like the trend had like slowed, and now it feels like it's accelerated again. The contracts may not, may not be as good in wrestling anymore. <laughs> Every day, bro, it's crazy. Respect to it. I mean, they're doing great, but it's wild to me. You know? The Ronda Rousey beating up the ref thing being reported as actual news kind of popped me huge. Yeah. Did you see that, Joey? No. Yeah, it was like covered in a by an actual. Oh my god! Canadian news, globalnews.ca. Ronda Rousey grabbed the referee by his arm and hurled Can him I over ask her you guys, Serious question. Yeah. Why are we still doing this thing with Ronda Rousey? Like, who is it for? Bob. Uh, it was evidently for the couple next to me at SummerSlam. But like, what? Like, they loved the they loved the MMA. Folks, they, they, so I mean, they, would, they would have loved the Nokiaism. Well, it's interesting, Joe, because he's not really a big star anymore. Um, and oh, run... who could have predicted that? Yeah, that was missed that news bulletin. Wow. Yeah, the run, the run hasn't been particularly good because yeah, they don't really know how to use. Hold it. up, hold up, hold up. So you mean to tell me the person who's actively taken herself out of the public eye and was run out of her main sport in mostly shame in the general masses' mind? Is not that popular anymore. Is that what you're telling me? Just because yes. I want to make sure we're on board. Okay, so so the wrestler who made minimal commercial impact three years ago and she was more famous, are you saying it's less so now that she's not done anything in the public life for three years? What, where are you standing on this ball? I just want to make sure we have the right. I would, I would say that, yeah. And I think, right. you know, they thought that she was kind of like another version of Brock, which she's not. She's like, not one I, of the best wrestlers the last 20 years. Yeah, that's the other thing. I feel right. like, I'm right, like okay. a news talk show. Well, no, but Oracle, did you hear this in Because Bob just said she's not like Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Did you hear this? Shoot, hmm. did you know that? Are you guys oversimplifying this for our audience again? I think so. Yeah. Because, like, you know Brock Lesnar? Like, you know he fought in the mixed martial arts? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, Oracle. He fought in the UFC. Brock that was after he was in WWE, yeah. though. It's true. Yeah, oh, yeah right? and, and like failed miserably with the, with the, like a coward with diverticulitis <laughs> or diverticulitis, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> he was the heavyweight champ, man. Yeah. Come on, nothing and up, bud. Yeah, he didn't want it bad enough. Didn't yeah. he main event a show that was on Fox? No, what he did was their Fox debut. He was the analyst because they were oh. trying to set him up to fight the winner, and the fight went fifty seconds. It was like one of the weirdest. I remember this TV guy, yeah. spectacles. Mm -hmm. And apparently Dana was like mad about it, like like mad at the fight for getting knocked out personally. Which is one of the most incredible yeah. things ever. Do you remember, do you remember Brock like had to carry Triple H to a watchable match at SummerSlam because he just sold his diverticulitis gimmick? Oh. 
Honestly, bro, like there's only one good worker in that match, so Brock mm. is unbelievably good, man. Oh yeah. Like I was saying this to old Matty Bullets the other day about Brock in AEW. I think we might have even off the air. But I was saying to him, like, if he actually leaves, you can't just as much as your instincts may be, AEW shouldn't have Brock. It's like he's so good, and he, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to just be like dismissive for Brock Lesnar. Because he isn't just a name, like when he's on, Brock is fucking incredible, man. Like still. Do you know how such a you know dilemma? Joe, can you imagine the tweets from one of our pals when they do Brock Lesnar versus Orange Cassidy at Double or Nothing? Oh, Manny? Yeah. (laughs) That match would rule. Yeah, it would. Did you see Manny actively celebrating because Jay Lethal beat Orange Cassidy last time? I did see that. Party emojis and shit. I was surprised that emphatically Jay Lethal won that match. Good match. I thought he was going to win, but I, I thought he would be more shenanigan heavy, you know? Um, hold on. Hold up. God, Oracle's still sending AWA matches in the group chat now. Wait, like on the air, Oracle? Or is it saying we did not? Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Couldn't that have been in the DM rather than in the private chat like it was a production note? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, I can. You know what would be a good match? Eddie Kingston Brock, versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Takeshita. Yes. I would like to see that for the NWA World Start on ESPN pay-per-view. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think there's a chance that uh, Brock would have to get talked into that match. And then, like, 30 seconds in, Takeshita would just fucking forearm the hell out of him, and Brock would be fired up, and all of a sudden we'd get a classic. And Oracle would be to... fucking pissed because Takeshita um, didn't limp for two seconds after selling his knee earlier in the match. Um, but overall, I think it'd be good. Paul Lee would convince him. Yeah. Say he's the future of wrestling. and Dude. He, he would explain to Brock that he'd have pushed him huge in 99 ACW when he got to TNN. He, uh, the key with Brock is you just got to light him up early. Then you got a good one. That's what Finn Balor did at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Kind of though. It depends. It all depends on how they've been framed to him. That's true. When when Braun hit him hard, he went, "You big piece of shit!" and fucking well, whacked him in the head. Well, there's also like a difference in how. <laughs> yeah, well, Braun's obviously a fucking idiot, so you just like need him in the face. Yeah, that that's the difference between kind of just being a little stiff with him and actually like. But we are like in all seriousness. This is one of the most consistent things among wrestling fans. We all view stiffness differently for, depending on the wrestler. Mm. That's true, yeah. Like, I pop huge at the fact that now that he can't really move, Joe just, like, whacks guys as hard as he can. Yeah. But if, like, Bray Wyatt came back to the Fed and decided he didn't want to run the ropes, he just started hitting guys, well, look at this piece of shit. Phoning sure. in. You know? Yeah. We're all, what I'm saying is we're all fucking losers. So like, you know, when Nia Jax used to interest us and we used to pretend we cared, like, we actually, of course we didn't care. I want to make it clear. I didn't care. Just, just... <laughs> Since this is put out here, um, if Takeshita signs with WWE, I'm quitting the late night grin. That's, I'm, that's a shoot, too. I'm, that's not even me doing a bit. You'd have a banger with uh, Sam Zayn on SmackDown. Fox. You would never see me on here again. That feels like something that's really an unforced error, shoot. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's concerned me greatly. That doesn't feel impossible anymore. We shouldn't have done that on the air. Yeah. 
That's you in the DMs too. You get what you get. I might delete my Twitter account too. That seems this seems like a really corny of painting yourself in here, Bobby. Please, we'll talk, talk off the ledge here, Bob. Just never hear from you again. Yeah. Well, not even as friends. Oh, I mean, I would text you guys. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. Not about wrestling. <laughs> what you hang on? <laughs> I'm not. I won't watch wrestling anymore. Well, why would you still watch AEW? Just, so fucking yeah, wrong. Point. <laughs> Someone signs with WWE, so you stop watching AEW forever. Yeah. There's also the bit where if if Seth Rollins goes to AEW, then I'll just start watching World Wrestling Federation again That's and stop really. watching AEW. Oh so this is all I was doing. <laughs> In all seriousness, though. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope Seamus gets gets like a weird. That would really I mean, bum me out, though, man. Why man, do you guys right? have to put I that just, thought in my head? I uh, I just sent y'all a story, by the way. I don't know if y'all saw it. But... <gasps> God, Bob, read it on the air. Don't. It's a joke, not, Bob. Do not Bob. read on the air. Bob, I, I told you that. Can you imagine, though, like, the in WWE and then, like, fucking Oracle's on Fed Dead every week burying his matches? Yeah. Owned. Wrestling's fine. Fed WWE's now just it's the, it's the same thing. They just do matches every week. There was like twelve matches on Raw. They all went half an hour, and then we saw. Yeah. She's gonna do. He's gonna just do triple. Nice what SummerSlam was only like three and a half hours long, or whatever it was. I guess. No serious. I guess it went like four, but uh, I, no, not quite four. I haven't been able to talk to you about Oracle, but Triple Paul can't book Raw that way every week, right? That's not sustainable. No, 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 no. He's gonna need actually, was, it, was like, unfortunate, it, was, it was unfortunate the Houston crowd was not as invested. That was that was a kind of a bummer. Yeah. But it doesn't surprise me because it was a, it was a, it was a big enough shift from what they usually do. Yes, I yeah. think so. Not, that, not, not to mention that I think some people right, they've just been to Texas a lot. So like Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. Um Reese, that was kind of racist, man. Come on now. <laughs> Tazawa is not going to be a ninja for much longer. I feel confident. He may be a wrestler again soon. These are the these are the goals I strive for with the World Wrestling Federation. Joe, did you watch uh, Omas against Ezekiel on main Who event? The fuck are you talking to like that, Bobby? Calling me out by name like that. I'm just I'm just playing. I didn't watch it, mate. No, was it good? Me neither. <laughs> I want to see. If, I want to see if it was any good before I watch it. Maybe I'll ask you, man. Like. And this, listen, I'm a bit like, you know, presumptive favor. I, I'm pretty confident it wasn't good. Yeah, but they had a Shelton face Dijak too, so. Hmm, that might be good. Yeah. Dijak's apparently busting his ass on that show. I haven't watched any of the matches. Why the fuck is Monty here? He's a fan. Okay. He's one of the people. Dude, on Fed Dead, when Monty said Shoot's probably saying something racist, and then Shoot <laughs> said, I have no idea what Monty said, I literally laughed. For five fucking minutes straight, I put those comments. That was a hell of a show, by the way, wasn't it? The Oracle Wrestling. Good. Oracle, the best part about that bit is literally I was there for thirty seconds. <laughs> that that was just was pure. I I like I just turned it on, and immediately saw Monty calling me a racist, and then. <laughs> Honestly, though, bro. I mean. Look at Monty's track record. Still hasn't, as far as I know, I've still not been replaced as the pivotal bearded white guy. 
when it comes to their superiors. You know what I mean? Not enough. Money, do better, please. Bob, your thoughts. I agree. Should do better. You heard him. Bob, do so you any, want to be on WrestleCurious? Huh? No, I'm fine here. Wrestle perverts, more like. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be quite the deal, wouldn't it? Just a collection of people that we follow on Twitter. <gasps> Parker was on. Oh, I'm sad I missed that now. Okay, everyone go watch the WrestleCurious podcast. Parker was on. Um, what, Joe, what would an hour show with... Um, Hangman and Oracle look like just the two of them. Does he follow you, Oracle? Not Hangman page, backup Hangman. No way. Uh, I he might follow me. Yes, I think he does. Yeah. Um, honestly, they would probably pop each other tremendously. Oracle is like, and I listen, I think the world of backup Hangman, but the Oracle of Wrestling is a different kettle of fish, you know. Like, he just sent us 4,000 AWA matches, which is, you know, I mean, it's extreme. Um, <laughs> Hangman is higher on modern TV than Oracle, but they would meet, I think they'd meet in, like, the 80s, 90s and really have a good time. You know, they may sh- yeah. clash slightly today and way back when, but in the 80s, 90s sweet spot, I think they'd have a great, great time. Both, you know, more historians than... I mean, it was Monty. one time I was in the wrestle. Sorry, shoot, one last thing. One, we were in the purist chat one day, and someone said something like the wrestlers before like a certain time sucked, and like legitimately backup hangman sent them like a four, 14 message salvo explaining like the greatness of Terry Funk, and it was one of the most incredible things I've read. So I think they'd get on is what I'm saying. So carry on. Fucking rules. Monty, if you're still here, um, can I do reviews of AWA television for Wrestle Purist? <laughs> Just random episodes, not in any order whatsoever. <laughs> Just a solo, like, it goes like eight minutes. No, I mean Just... written reviews. <laughs> That'd be funny. I respect it. Star uh, ratings. Yeah. I was talking to him the other day, Backup Hangman. We talked about All Elite Wrestling. Every once in a while, we all check in with each other just to make sure we're doing okay on Twitter.com. You know, it's very healthy. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you guys saw, but he said that Becky Lynch um, was, I believe the word he used was unbearable as a heel. Oh, yeah, I saw and that. Got about Fuck 50 you. tweets, and the next day I woke up to the allegation that he was a Triple H bootlicker. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny because, like, I, I find like all of her, the man promos, like, awesome. Yeah, it's, like, she's way better that way. But, like, especially, like, and she was like shooting me to live and do drop and Lita, and she was like coming out and like yeah, bad. baggy clothes and like making sourpuss faces and shit. It was fucking terrible, dude. That stuff was awful. <laughs> like the ma- like, was. I mean, other than the Lita match where Becky did her best to do to get something out of that, she was really good in the ring on a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her 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 in ring work Bro, like I'm, elevated seriously. But you and I were messaging each other on Monday night, and I woke up in the middle of the show. That is that popped me huge. That brawl segment, mm-hmm. that fucking brawl they did with the women was like. Did you see when Lexi and, and 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 Bailey were like throwing it? Man, they were Dude, like all caps was going like, off. Did you see it? It was nuts. Yeah, fucking ruled. And like, there's like I saw. Um, I get the discourse because obviously, in some ways, all caps is like the odd woman out, you know. But I was saying to Monty about his on Fed Dead. I was like. If you do it as like an actual angle, like you have like it build and stuff, 
you do need like a little bit of promo in that program, you know, because like Alexa can talk, and I do think that's uh, call me old fashioned. I like some good promos on my wrestling yeah. show. <laughs> Monty, if you get Greg Gagne for an interview, Joe and I'll do it. I'm not actually doing that anymore. Off some of the things I've heard him say, like I have to avoid that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest Bianca fan, and I don't dislike her promos, but her promos, she's she's, she's a good promo, but it's she feels uh, it's manufactured in some yeah, way. It's, it's a lot of catchphrases. It's, it's somewhat, yeah, exactly. And like you know, the one Alexa cut last when she looked down the camera, mm-hmm. like those are the ones you want when you're building to a big yeah. rule scenario. I don't know if they'll do any of that because wrestling promos are out of flavor now and fucking, you know, it's a shame. But that's the way in my mind I picture it. Mm-hmm. I want one of those like War Games promos, you know. Like, you know, on when he, uh, the best promo that's like gang warfare situation is when on cuts that one wife fucking beat up beefcake, right? Oh, yeah. And he's basically mm-hmm. like, what he's basically saying is for the last decade, the four horsemen have done everything in our power to destroy the heroes of WCW, but we are mm-hmm. still WCW and you will not take our promotion. And it's like, that's as good as wrestling gets, bro. I love, there's few in one of us to the hospital. Seeing, we'll send one of yours to the morgue. He, he picked that from a movie quote, but it was incredible. So good. Like, there are very few scenarios I like as much as heel faction uniting baby faces that you know are going to fracture. Mm-hmm. You know there's going to be issues, but they've got to protect home bay. I just think it's great. I love that shit. That's just me personally. Meech has asked me a question. He apparently is senile right now. Um, do you think the Midnight Rockers would do well in today's wrestling? Um, it depends. I think they would do very well in AEW. Tony Khan would buy a living after midnight. They'd do a big feud with the Young Bucks. Um, three of us on the screen here would be big fans of it. Um I don't know how well they do in WWE. Um, they'd probably get, I mean, Marty would probably get fired in the middle of the feud, but I think they yeah, do I think, well. You know, we just watched FTR and the Briscoes, which is like, well, there was some crazy shit. That stuff was mostly, um, that stuff was mostly familiar. You know, it's not a like midnight, a midnight rockers FTR bloodbath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. with the mid- oh, yeah. It's just like oh, when they'd rather wrestle with the Rock and Roll Express, you know. Yeah. I would watch that match now. FTR versus Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, like the 2022 versions of Shawn Michaels. And Mar- oh, I'd watch that shit. Mm-hmm. FTR would get a good match out of them. I would not be publicly saying I would watch anything Marty Jannetty at this point. Do you probably, remember but... the incredible... The <laughs> murderer? Yeah, like the <laughs> no, he said he was just doing a bit. Well, anyway, i watch MLW. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be careful there. Hey, brother. The difference between serving your time and admitting it on Facebook.com, all right? <laughs> anyway, fuck Shawn Michaels. That's, we need to get back to that stance. Bobby, did you see the uh, the He's card for the, for the House of Glory show that's coming up? House of Glory? Um, no, I did not. I heard uh, about the Kingston match, and then I forgot to look up the rest Eddie of it. Eddie Kingston. Who? Yes. Is that the underneath guy? Yeah. Um, Maybe he'll actually win. Jacob Fatu's wrestling Brody King. That's okay. fucking that's wrestling right there. You know what Malachi I mean? Black's wrestling Amazing Red. 
Oh shit! Weren't they? They were supposed to do that uh, at some point. It got canceled, right? Or was it a different Amazing Red match? That I'm thinking of. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He got injured um, trying yeah. to warm uh, up for it. That would be pretty good. Then there's also uh, who's Killer Cross wrestling? Low key. Low key. <laughs> yeah, can't win them all. That sounds incredible. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think I know where I was going on this. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Because Cross is uh, Cross is really interesting. I don't know. Like, it feels like everyone is still deluded about who he is in wrestling, other than the people that are actually in wrestling and all think he sucks. It's really weird. Loki's Loki's horse shit at fucking Mania weekend was the highlight for the whole week. Yes. Listen, it's important we know that while both of them have bad beliefs. Only one of them was a good wrestler once. Can we all agree right. on that? Right. Yeah. Not that's more important, obviously, but I mean, I think it is. It's still the funniest thing ever when people always post that photo of him getting oh, I fucking dragged, dragged out. out. Yeah. He's like screaming. They they're also doing they're doing a battle royal where the winner gets to a hog championship match of his choice. Hog. Pretty, yeah, that's House of Glory. Hog. Um, I'm pretty sure Buddy Matthews is legitimately going to win that battle royal. Hold up, hold up. Is that how we do it? Do we just I say it? I don't think it? so. But it can't be the Hog title. Yeah, he'll be pretty stupid. But I'm going to call it that anyway. <laughs> it's fucking Hog. And also, all I need to call out this piece of shit. So, what do you call New Japan Strong? The the host promotion of that shoot. New Japan USA. Right. How? What would be your acronym for that? NJUSA. See this fella here? This is a monster you're looking at. JJ Williams. DMs earlier, he said NJPW USA. And I swear oh, that you, I've never too. been so mad. I broke my phone. I haven't got one anymore. I like that. That's ridiculous. New Japan Pro Wrestling United States of America. <laughs> That's interesting. NJ. I, I did not watch the Ric Flair match this weekend. Last Me weekend. neither. But Matt is I mean, a I, saw, I saw like some of the clips and stuff. I haven't watched the match. Yeah, it was oh. unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I don't he want to be dramatic about it because it's like I don't know what some people expect it to be. You know, it's like that, everyone that got meme their jokes. Brett in the crowd is incredible. Yeah. Bro, when someone quote tweeted that, like the picture of him and Mick, and someone quotes it with showing up for your for your enemy's most embarrassing day. Respect. I swear, <laughs> I laughed so much because. <laughs> There were three legends there, and two of them had very public feuds with him, you know? Yeah. I mean, Almost I don't think everyone has public like. feuds with Rick, though. Yeah, they're, so. like, two of the most extreme examples, though. Yeah. I don't think him and that Brett even squashed When I was a kid, fucking ruled. When, oh, yeah. when, when Flair took Nick Foley's book and fucking gave it elbow drops and busted that himself open, fucking, fucking ruled when I was a kid. <laughs> the thing, my only thing with the Flair stuff is, so here's my genuine thing on that. He was so nervous and anxious that it did take away the one thing I was confident he would be able to do, which is be, like, colourful and charismatic. He honestly looked terrified for the first half of the match, and by the time he was into it, he was exhausted, which is not ideal. But I am a little bit befuddled as to why everyone was making jokes he was going to die in the ring and then also apparently expected to be good. I feel like that's kind of part of the, the idea, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's fucking 74. Like, of course it sucked. Brian brings up a good point here. Um, so the in arena experience for this was looking up at the big screen and seeing 
Bully Ray and having no commentary and not being quite sure what was oh. happening at the moment. And I was like, oh no, what the fuck is this? I bet you, I bet you were sitting there thinking, oh my fuck, Kingston's going to lose to him too. Yeah, I was very... There was a brief moment of panic till I realized that they were talking about Mance. Bully Ray. Are we all Flair fans? Uh, the wrestler or the person? Yeah, I'm very reluctantly one. I can't. I, I struggle with it very much. He's really a bad guy. Yeah. Like, really a bad guy. I just really struggle with my own stance on the thing, to be honest with you. He just, he pop, he's so, so much the wrestling I like. He is like central and it's very difficult. So, genuinely, because Mance won the Battle Royal, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Tony Khan, that was a request from Tony Khan for him to win that Battle Royal. Likely in return for all the talent that they got to use. I think that was definitely the plan is for him to win that Battle Royal so he could wrestle John Moxley. That works. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Ace is an eight for the trio's tourney. Mm. Who would that be? Uh, Bully Ray, D-Lo, and Oracle. (laughs) (laughs) Oracle, you were a big Aces and Eights guy, right? You were the one with a hammer. No, dude. Oh. No. I I remember seeing the pictures on Twitter with the best. Sure, when they had like knives and stuff. I, I I do think Mike Knox was a good worker under to be. He's the top heel in NWA. Is he really? He's working Bubba Ray Dudley in a tables match. Oh, fuck off. Oracle, if they did That's Mike happening. Knox versus Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, would you watch that? What's that? If they did Mike Knox versus Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship? Maybe. I thought Trevor well, Murdoch was fucking awesome in 2007 when I was in high school. I thought he ruled. Well, you missed but that because they did know. that in January. <laughs> oh. Uh, hmm. Was it good? It was all right. Not I remember one time Trevor Murdoch and Jeff Hardy had a singles match because Caden Murdoch and a few of the Hardys during the Hardys reunion in the summer, like spring and summer of 07. What was the date on this? Uh, It was like May or June of 07. Um. And like, uh, there's a spot where they're just like having a match on Raw, and like, I just like I'd become a huge Trevor Murdoch fan because <laughs> I, like, I thought he ruled. And like, they did a he spot where like he was supposed to like, I don't know, it was weird. Like he was he was like going for like a pile driver, and they kind of bossed it, and they ended up giving giving Jeff Hardy like an accidental Canadian destroyer, but it looked sloppy, and it kind of rolled, and it popped me. Trevor Murdoch is a good example of like he's objectively a good wrestler. But because he's the NWA world champion, he's like a laughing stock because he's clearly shouldn't be that high on the card. Yeah. If he was just playing the role he initially played on power, which was veteran mid carder, trying to fight with some old school, you know, honor and style and pay homage to, to Harley and co. He'd be yeah. fine. I mean, it is like, you know, you'd say to someone, Trevor Murdoch's the NWA world's heavyweight champion. Like, wait, you mean the tag team guy from 15 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, and then they'd say, "Well, wait, the NWA." I'm talking about the the mythical casual laps fan here. Well, the problem with the NWA is like, not enough of us are honest with ourselves. You know, the NWA hasn't like mad for thirty years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a very long time. 
Mm. Now, that doesn't mean it can't ever matter because I saw people fill an arena and see a Jim Crockett promotion show this past week. It haven't mattered since the franchise threw the belt down. And... True. All of that was true. Because, like, TNA were able to switch that belt for theirs and no one even really give a fuck. Yeah. I just wish they tried. That's the only thing we end up like, makes me mad, you know? Just try it. It's the least you could do. It's a vanity project. Try. So Lance Lance K was Lance K was highly like he was somebody that I think a lot of people thought had like big potential. Mm-hmm. Um, he debuted. I know. I know. Shoot, remember this. I was actually a big fan of his because he and he and Jindrak were a tag team, and they debuted on Heat. And I used to watch Sunday Night Heat all the time back then. And so like they were they they were my favorite big tag team because like. I don't know. They had like good matches on Heat. And, like, oh, old, but, like you know, they were just like cookie cutter, or whatever. But their matches are pretty good, and I and I, and I kind of pop for them. And they briefly had like a TV feud with Evolution, where like mm-hmm. they got their ass mm-hmm. kicked. But like and that, it popped me when like Cade and you know Mark Jindrak and 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 Garrison Cade were like working, you know, Evolution the Ramen event or whatever. Um. He was, I like Jindrak. He was he was highly oh Jindrak fucking ruled. Like when 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 he went to uh when when he joined up with Teddy Long and he was like the reflection of perfection and he wrestled on velocity every week. That shit ruled. Yeah, it was great. He has a really uh, he has a really good match with uh, Doug Basham. I think it's Doug. I think pretty sure it's Doug. That's like another hidden gem, like another CISO hidden gem that's very popular within message board circles. What's the date on that one? I think it's in 2005. I can't remember the exact date, though. Joe, what are your thoughts on Mark Jindrak? Oh, I'm fine. We can all pretend it's fine. Um, had a good drop kick. Yeah. You know who would have a good match with Mark Jindrak? Eddie Kingston. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, Disney will let me buy out Jacob Fatu's contract for the, for the NWA project? I don't see why not. All right. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I think. What do we think Crosby's going to do with the NWA? I mean, Killer Cross, obviously, right? Cross and Jacob Fatu, yeah. Yeah. That's his big match. He, he actually did send me a couple graphics. Clash of the Titans poster. Is he making them himself? Um, No comment. Between feeding squirrels. No comment. I just, I'm not necessarily comfortable with, you know, forcing Penelope to learn Photoshop. But WWE presents Jindrak versus Takeshita. If WWE runs Mark Jindrak versus Takeshita, I'll watch it live. Fair. I'm just, I mean, where, like, so 50 episodes in and we're doing a Jindrak bit. Where what is this? He was like good. A, he was good, dude. Dude, when he when when they had him on the evolution on, on the evolution documentary on Peacock, and he was like, Mr. Vince. I, he he ruled I, on that. He's uh, calling Vince, Mr. Vince. I think sometimes it's important when we're going a certain direction for one of us to reel us in. And a moment ago, the Oracle of Wrestling said that. The reflection of perfection fucking ruled. And Bob said, and I quote, it was great. Yeah. 
And these yeah. seem like extreme terms of praise. I just think we have to be careful. No, I liked Jindrak quite a bit at that time. He uh, he had the right, right. hook as a finisher. That was a really cool finisher. Not a lot of guys were doing a knockout punch at that point. Listen, we can only like what we want to like. Now listen, Hold okay, look, okay. Here we we go. all know you think Ray Phoenix is good. That's fine. Hold on. Um, but the... Hold on, hold on. There is nothing wrong with liking any professional wrestler. Well, I'm trying to protect the sacred term that is great that was just used regarding Mark Jindrak. I do not know what Ray Phoenix has to do with this conversation. Listen, we use the term great loosely, okay? He was a very fun undercard act who had good matches. How's that? How <laughs> often did he have good matches? Uh... Pretty frequently. I mean, he was on Velocity most weeks, and all of his matches were fun. Not of them were like, you know. His, uh, his Oracle, cage match rating know, is not great. That's what I was about to do. Oracle, what do you think his cage match rating is? Probably like three or four. 4.64. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just trying to – I'm just playing my part. Yeah. You know? That's fine. We can go – we can get carried away sometimes. But good, good luck to him. He was good on Talking Shop once. He just wrestled Roosh on May first. Part of a six-man. What? Well, he teamed with Chris Masters in the six-man. <laughs> oh yes. Mm. All right, let's see that here. fucking rules. Mark matches. Chris Masters, L.A. Park, and Marco Corleone, oh. who is Jindrak. Oh my God. Versus La Faction in Gobernable. Oh yeah, he was Marco. He's he's Marco Corleone in like Mexico. He's been that. He's been that for like ten. He's big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and he's also he's also known as Sodom. That's incredible. Where is this Doug Basham match? I gotta find this. <laughs> is that the one that Cornet loved? They shaved his head and he got really mad about. It? Or was that the other Basham? Which one was mm-hmm. it? I think it was Doug. Maybe, maybe not. Doug Basham was the one who had the long hair, and he was the world's champion in OVW, and they shaved his head. That rules. Sent him back down. Let's see. Here. Oracle, did you, uh, Jindrak and Chris Masters have never had a singles match. That's too bad. Oh, here it is. This might be it right here. Jindrak and Doug Basham from March 26, 2005. That might be it. About four minutes and 43 seconds. Yeah, yeah that sounds very, right. It's a very highly touted sea show match at the time. Velocity was good, man. Yeah. I watched it many Saturday nights, most Saturday nights, after I went to local wrestling in East Ridge, Tennessee. I would come home and watch Velocity. And then Confidential right afterwards. Yep. Confidential and then uh, usually MXC or Slam Ball. Yep. Slam Ball's coming back. It is. Joe, do you like Slam Ball? Not really. I might prefer it if I know what it was. It's uh, it's basically basketball on trampolines. Oh, yeah, I know. I saw some clips. We should get a team together. Ooh, Luther Reigns and Mark Jendrak versus Funaki and Nunzio. That could be good. Okay, enough. Luther Luther Reigns? We're not... Well, remember when he got... He's he's pretty bad, but I mean, come on. Funaki and Nunzio are great. Remember when Dave reported that Roman Reigns was in the 
steroid <laughs> thing and then it was Luther Reigns. Yes. <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. Oh, hold on. Mark Jindrak and Scotty Too Hotty, Sunday Night Heat of No Mercy 2004. I have No Mercy 2004 on DVD. I bet this match on my, I bet that match is on my DVD. Jesus. He's this is physical. genuine, too. That's like physical media bits now. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, Mark Jindrak versus Billy Gunn. Shoot might want to watch that one. Oh, that's I bet that, that one's good. good. Oh, Mark Jindrak and Harko Hall. Oh, those matches are good. Oh, yes. I, I remember. I've those. seen those matches. Yeah. Those those velocity matches, they fucking roll. They beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every Bob Holly match is good, though. It's true. Facts. Yeah, that fucking rolls, man. This is great content. Right here. Takeshita versus Bob Hollywood fucking rule. Hell yeah. They would beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Jindrak and Paul London. You know what else would be good, Bob? What's up? Bob Holly versus Eddie Kingston. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dumpster match was a blast library. It was a good time. It looked fun. Yeah, the, American Dragon, the American Dragon wrestled John Cena on Velocity. That was on the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, he's actually called Brian Danielson in that character. Model, yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Did you know that Takesta used to be a member of a tag team called All Out? I did not know that. Bob knew that. Dude, that build to Bob Holly and Brock Lesnar fucking ruled. Yeah, it did. And then the bell rang. Yeah. Wrong guy yeah. won. That's okay. It didn't really ring at all, did it? Didn't they like a what did they do? A DQ or some shit? Mm-hmm. What was that finish they did? Remember that? What was that? The rumble? Yeah. yeah. It's weird because rumble. like Bob Holly has tons of like he has he has the Gendrak series on velocity, which I'd literally <laughs> forgotten about until I, I remember like, oh those matches roll. He's got the Sylvan series on SmackDown, which is good. Yes, the false count anywhere. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing at, dude? That series is good. Um, you keep he's, saying, he's got the JBL series in the fall of a four. That's awesome. You keep saying this, the insert name series, like it's saying, but everyone's familiar with. Through yeah, the, Bob, the, the uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Bobby the uh, Charlie Haas tag team. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's great they, too. They, they they had a good few with them and them. Mm-hmm. They had a fifty minutes of fame match that fucking rules. Joe, um, Bull Dempsey wrestled in DDT. Takeshita worked with him in a tag match. I'm always sorry to hear about Bull Dempsey wrestling. Yeah. JJ seen him live, live many times. That's unfortunate. He used to, to DM me about how good he is. Guys that I like. <laughs> that was a with <laughs> Reese asked if I had TNA undercard guys. Like, I did like Shark Boy, but mostly because of the gimmick. Uh, I did like Jarrell Clark because of the six party splash, but I'm not sure if he was ever a good worker because I don't remember much of his. Uh, Amazing Red, I loved, and he was technically, I mean, he was super popular, but like he was technically an undercard guy. Um, Samoa Joe was on the undercard a lot, yeah. Well, he <clears throat> technically, but he felt like a big deal for, for about two or three years there, to be fair. He did, for a while. I, I was, dude, I was, trust me, 05, 06, he felt like a huge deal. I know, but he was um, there until then, 2015. You know... <laughs> That's the issue. What? The rest, the rest is the issue. He was there until 2015. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch. Dude, I like. Bob I watched it. TNA very regularly from 
the winner of 03, like early winner of 03, like 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 early 03, like basically like the first Raven, you know, the build, the first Raven, Jarrett match, and then the match. Basically Raven, Jarrett until probably Don for Glorio 6. And like we didn't order the pay per view when after you know we didn't order Genesis or whatever and like it was weird because like I was a weird fan who like hated undefeated streaks at the time so I was kind of like yeah. but I even even then I was like when I found out Joe lost to Angle I was like huh I wasn't mad or anything I was I was confused was like what and like I don't know I just what was didn't the right watch way to do that yeah like I just kind of done... watching for a while. They probably should have done like AJ's Kurt's first match and built to the Joe one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than just doing it three times in three months and being like, well, that's feeling good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking idiots. It's fine. Everything is fine. It didn't get bad until didn't get bad till, uh, 2014. Oh. Yeah, I wish that was the case for many reasons. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the, it was just idiotic in every way. Um, I remember I went back in 08 briefly and AJ Styles was like trying to court Karen Karen Angle well at the time Karen Angle a lot of people tried it on Twitter this weekend I don't know if you saw that really wild yeah yeah a little bit crazy I don't like caught me off guard yeah she's very good heel Karen Karen Jarrett you know yeah yeah Um, I, I remember when they were at WrestleCon like several years ago and they got mega heat. It was amazing. Yeah, they did. They got more than mega heat. They it was in an interesting spot in their lives there, I feel, right? Oh, yeah. It Lessons. Was, Good it luck. Was rough. It, was it seemed rough. like they're a lot better off now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. They're good heels. I mean, yeah. again, I don't know if my friends had to quite go as far as they went on Twitter.com this past weekend, but they're good heels, definitely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. People get carried um, away. I don't know if you've seen that article. You know? What? Feel on Twitter, they get a little bit carried away, right, Bob? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. A little bit carried away. Bob can't his hear me anymore. Is right? Bobby okay? He gets Bob. a little carried away. He can't hear me, Oracle. He can't hear me. Oh. Remember when Bob was regularly requesting that people kill him and throw him off a bridge? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bob, what do you think of Impact? Um, it was when how long did I watch? Uh, like two years. It was good. I like Joe and Styles quite a bit. Straight years. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think like religiously, but when it was on, I would uh, check it out and enjoyed Smojo, enjoyed AJ Styles. Which did you ever go to the Impact Zone? I did not. So I went to Universal. They weren't taping that week, and I was gonna drag my whole family to the impact zone for an exciting day of wrestling, but they, it was not a taping week. Which matches did you see? Uh, Eric Young versus Bobby Roode. That was a good one. Yeah. I've repeated this many times. Indeed. Jarrett Raven, earlier three through the end of a six, big TNA fan. For about four years. I came back briefly in the spring or summer of 08. Very briefly. I came back and watched a large portion of 2019. And I probably watched 
four or five months of it because Healed on West was amazing. Um, that was like Man of Mafia stuff. Like Healed on West was literally incredible. Um, and I came back again in the summer of 2012, right? We, we talked about that some on the uh, famed Grand Grappler. Um, I've heard that's a good show. Yeah. And then I came not everyone back likes again. it though, Oracle. Not I everyone came... likes the Grand Grappler. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some I mean, pieces are shit. They yeah, fucking whine about know. all the time. Yeah, you know, morons and their, you know, yeah. Twitter gimmicks and, and fucking perverts want to get thrown off bridges and shit that's like that. Yeah. Um, God forbid we talk about wrestling. You know, power to don't show up to you know football stadiums for a fight. Yeah. Like you know. or no show the Grand Grappler itself multiple times because they're yeah. doing God only knows what. Um and the last time I returned was in twenty sixteen you know, sporadically in 16, 17, when the Hardys were doing their... Well, I also think in that time frame, we were all just desperate for, like... Exactly. We're just um, desperate. Like, we take it for granted now. Whether you love AEW, hate it, or somewhere in between. God, we were starved of, like, alternatives for a while there, man. It got bad for a while. Seriously. And that's why so many people watch Being the Elite. I never watched Being the Elite, but that's why. We were desperate. Any alternative possible, you know? When Impact fell off a cliff, it was brutal. But we're back now. Shout out to professional wrestling. We love you. Joe, who books New Japan USA? Rocky Romero. Is it Rocky Romero? He's awesome. me at work a couple shows. Um, JJ, despite the fact that I took a very unprovoked shot at you a few minutes ago, um, can you please send DMs to both Tony Khan and Rocky Romero and request that one of them, I don't care which one, uh, books Eddie Kingston versus Kenta? Have you seen Eddie's match with Fred Yehi where they do like the full all no, Japan cosplay? It's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I need to watch that. We actually we should do a grin along because that's on YouTube. We can put that on the screen. Um, I want so, to have the grin grab. Yes, mate. Seriously though, you're right. Eddie Kingston versus Kenta. Oh, I'm excited for it. Probably it's like the result is just you know because he's such a loser. Right, but like, does Kenta even sell for him? You know. That's my only concern. Like, does Kent even sell for it at this point? Or is he just like beaming four minutes with his finish? JJ's already gotten revenge on me because I don't know if he's fucking with me right now. <laughs> you deserve that. I know, I talking. do. I 100% do. Right, in all seriousness, shoot, I'm sorry to be rude because I know this isn't necessarily concerning you, but I'd like your opinion anyway because I talked about JJ show on the air. Can I keep eating my crackers? Do you want, mate? I just, okay. we need to talk about this green grappler thing because Oracle, you've been admirably patient on this matter, admirably kind of just letting it play out. But Bobby has really been despicable. Um, what have been your thoughts on him dismissing the Stan Hansen episode that awaits us here? Well, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to apologize for being a fan of professional wrestling <laughs> and not the shit that we've seen since post-1997. I'm not either. I'm not apologizing. Shoot, um, are you going to apologize for that? No. We're not apologizing. I do like modern wrestling more than Oracle does, but I'm still not going to apologize. Yeah, I mean... Carry on, Oracle. Look, I'm, I'm not going to do it, Bobby. I'm sorry. I'm and, not either. You know, as, as, as Joe pointed out, I mean, Contrarian Alex doesn't like any match after 1999. That's true. I mean, you know, we, can't, you know, we can't have him... Being forced to watch something that he doesn't have the patience for. Shuffling through yeah. Mickey James versus Alexa Bliss yeah, from 2017. Cool. <laughs> hey, um, man. They had a great series. 
Yeah. yeah. The, 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 imagine me as a transition point. Act three, the WWE return. We get to the Alexa Bliss series here. Um, you know, you know, Joe's 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 a little bit more open minded than than uh, contrarian Alex and myself, but you know, he, it's I don't know. I I just don't see the uh, I don't see the fun in watching. You know, we could talk about these wrestlers anytime. It should be it should be Eaton or Hanson. Mm-hmm. Eaton, I would have liked to do, but Hanson is genuinely like a top ten wrestler ever, so. He should be I mean, like, what would we do with like a Kofi Kingston Grand Grappler? I mean, yeah, we do like the Brian match and yeah, we talk know, about the New Day tags, or whatever. And you know, you know, but what about his early career? What are we going to do? Randy Orton top match in one of the eight hundred Ziggler matches. Yeah, uh, that's what I said to him. I yeah. said the exact same thing. You know, and he just keeps sending me pictures of Mickey James. It's like, bro, like chill for it. He's done it for two straight weeks, one every hour. It's like Jesus, man. Does he? Does, do you? Do you go, um, Mickey James? Like uh, one uh, acquaintance of ours, shoot Mikey to do on Twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a minute there, but yeah, I'm with you. you know when she came back to TV as the Luchadora, and they like did it in front of the worst crowd in wrestling history, and she got a reaction like I'd come out of the mask, like it was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they booked the steel cage match to keep anyone out of Alexa and Becky and she just walked through the front door like it was fucking... End of the feud. Yeah. I just hate when them. they do stuff like that. Like, I know where you're going with it, okay? But, like, can you not just have enough attention to it? Like, can we have a reason for it to get in? She just walked in the cage. Mm. Yeah. That's during, she... like, our favorite modern era of World Wrestling Federation TV, yeah. too. She And then she turned on Alexa... Rejoined mm-hmm. Alexa. Mm-hmm. Did she ever turn again, or did they just not finish that? I don't. I can't remember if they turned. Oh, you didn't know. That was layered. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I remember. I'll never forget. Like the scoop. Like Road Dog is now running WWE SmackDown Creative, and the next episode was bad, and he, he just spent the whole night on Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on now, guys. I always just remember like Becky Lynch. She would just beat her like a drum, and then log on the Twitter and say she was his favorite. <laughs> Which is like an elite. Can you imagine if every time Eddie Kingston lost, Tony Khan just locked us? Listen, I love Eddie Kingston. He's what he is. You know? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, fucking loser. <laughs> do you remember all the tweets about him writing SmackDown in a Waffle House napkin at 3 a.m.? Oh, yeah. Art. Good days. Mm-hmm. I genuinely, that show was good for a while there. Not that I would say from to the draft was July, I would say from around August, September through to like December, the Wild Card episode, it was good. Genuinely yep. good. After that, Spotty. I think it, it. I think it hit. I think it was really good through February seventeen. The last like, Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure. Like there were one or two episodes that were kind of just there in January, but like, I thought like, it would fucking rule all the way up until when Orton burned the, yeah, the the Wyatt compound. Or but whatever. I always think of the wild card one as like an unofficial peak. Um, the thing that's weird about that year, and this is a good example of how we're kind of full of it sometimes, is like. Everyone remembers the women's division because, like, rightly they were featured and they had like free pay matches, but there's legitimately like two good matches from that time. Yeah. It's kind of like when people say that they ain't wrong, like, we do probably overstate it, but it felt the, the week to week booking cool. was the strength. Yeah. And they, yeah. they were actually in a lot of great matches other than like Cena AJ at the Rumble, which is just incredible. Right. But it I mean, was, in the, the women like, specifically, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it felt like good TV. When you look back on the matches, it's like, oh man, there was really it was fun. more the it was more the feel of the TV, hundred yeah. percent. And then talking smack, yep. Talking smack played a big role in Craziest all of that. Craziest thing <laughs> is like we like even Marie was supposed to be world's champion. Yeah. Like how weird is it to think that just could have been a thing? Like changes everything, right? How much worse is the TV show if it's that actually the, that? The, the talking yeah. smack were drunk. Santa Rhino showed up. Oh my god, yeah. that was crazy, man. That's like one of the weirdest yeah. things they've broadcast. Yeah, it's great. There was a few great talking smack moments. Obviously, the AJ one is uh... Oracle on a oh flat Earth. Yeah, Brian is such a like. He brought Brian brought that up during his interview. With he Renee. loves giving people mm-hmm. shit. Like, do you remember like Corbin would go in there and he would just like proper needle him, like just give him shit the whole time, and if he he would like border on uncomfortable, but he'd be popping himself and just laughing. Yeah, like a sticking grin. Do you, you... When, um, do you remember when Alexa got the wrong winner for the Super Bowl? Yeah, and yeah. Brian popped huge. Do you remember that deal? Oh, he talks about that on the yep. What the Super Bowl thing? Yeah, dude. He also goes out of the way, out of the way to make it clear that he hates the Miz like three times during that episode, yeah. while yeah. being complimentary of him. He goes, "Now, Mike and I don't like each other legitimately, but <laughs> Miz is like <laughs> everyone concedes that Miz is like really annoying. Yeah, but some people just really fuck with him anyway because he's like he seems like a good guy. He just definitely is grating, you know. So like Brian being around here, <laughs> he talks. What's that? He'd fit around here, I'm sure. Yeah, he's a, you know, he 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 he, he married Maurice, man. Oracle, this he's will not, pop you. He's um, he's doing fine. Friends so with Dolph Ziggler. Brian yeah. did confirm that he was actively trying to get fired during that entire talking smack run, which we all knew anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But he talks about the Miz promo, and so this is Miz and him planned this together, and. I I vividly remember Meltzer like reporting that they had no plans to do the match. That was a hundred percent true. Like this is just a thing Miz and Brian came up with on their own. That rules. And Brian was going to punch him. Like that was the plan. Brian was going to punch him. And so then it was like they're either going to fire me because I got physical and I'm not allowed to do it, or they're going to have no choice but to do the match. <laughs> but then. Like, I know, but yeah, hmm. Brian, like Brian said that Miz's promo was so good that he didn't want to punch him and like take the spotlight away from him. So he just walked off like he was really just supposed to punch. Dude. Uh, and the best part is see, Maurice and Renee didn't know that they were going to do this. So mm-hmm. Renee's reaction is like legitimate. You can tell. Yeah. And she was yeah. talking about how if if Brian had punched her. Or punched a uh, miss that she probably like her. What did she say? Like her soul would have left her body or something like yeah. that. <laughs> I am in awe of Brian's theory on this. Yeah. If I punch him, they will either have to fire me or do the match. match. As opposed yeah. to what they've done everything in history, which is just ignore it and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was trying. He fucking he's he also he finds out on the air that that talking smack exists again and gets me, like yeah. actively mad about it for that's a second before moving on. <laughs> yeah, she said she would have blacked out. That's what she said. Yeah, that was a fun time. You know what else was cool about that time was like you could tell that most of the roster knew they were kind of being like put aside. Yeah, like it was a bunch of new people, and it was also people that like knew that really no one really cared about them anymore in creative. They were going to try and prove a point. Yeah. 
Fucking rule, man. Because like people forget the Miz promo was not the first promo that he'd done. No. He he was doing those regularly because he felt like no one gave a shit about the IC title, right? Yeah. Because no one gave a shit about the IC title. And then like him and Dolph had that feud where like both guys felt like dead men walking and they just like saved their fucking runs in the yeah. middle of it. It was a cool time. It pop, like Brian literally goes out of his way to point out that he does not like the Miz, but then talks about how hard he works. Like he doesn't like him, but he respects him. It's actually a really good interview. I need to listen to it. Besides, there's some stuff. That I'm one of the people who, like. who who's actually who who actually was kind of bullish on the SummerSlam 18 match. I actually quite quite enjoyed that match. Oh, it sucked. The the Miz and Brian one. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I liked it too. It was very boring. Memphis match. Yeah, it was very it was very Memphis style match. Uh, the crowd did not like it. That probably yeah. that hurt a lot. Yeah, that pretty, sure like gave, pretty sure I gave it five stars. <laughs> I just I feel that the Memphis yeah, match. Old, dude. Like I feel I feel a key ingredient of said match is is the hot crowd. You're right. Yeah. 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 This rules too. He doesn't call him the Miz. He refers to him as Mike every time. <laughs> to be fair, the man his name is the, like the Miz is pretty crazy. Like asking him yeah. to call him the Miz is a little ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. Pandemic pandemic talking smack with him was pretty good, just because Heyman would just be like making his payment. Do you remember when he did the new Jack one and he like? Oh yes. Yeah. He did like, like I'm sure it was sincere, but it was so poorly. Like he has a very specific way where he gets. I don't look again. God bless him, but there's like a performative poorly <laughs> emotion, and like gets like yeah, and he starts like starts doing this shit, like he's fucking giving a speech in theater. <laughs> there's a there's an interview he did where he's like in his car, and they're asking about ECWs and music, and he goes, "We were gangsters." It's like. <laughs> Look at you, man. Look at you. You're insane. <laughs> we were gangsters. Simple. It's like, yeah, right, man, whatever. I, 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 I still wish I was there when I said this, told the story many times on here, but when my dad and Dylan were in, were in, were, uh, went to a few ECW shows in the summer of 97, they were at Asbury Park. They're on the beach with like grumpy Perry Shadow with his broken leg and shit. And dad was like, I need to find a place to pee. And Heyman was out there. Heyman just goes, well, you go just piss right there in the ocean. <laughs> I can see Heyman telling my dad that right now. Right. Serious question. Imagine Paul Lee gets fired tomorrow for being mean to Stephanie McMahon in a creative meeting, right? He comes mm-hmm. into AEW and he's on screen only. He's managing someone wherever he's there. Which five wrestlers on the roster does he immediately talk to privately and explain that they're going to get a push when he gets the pencil? <laughs> Who does he pull aside and explain to them that he's got their back? Don't worry about it. Bob or Hmm. Think of a name. Sit. All right, let's see here. Anyone come to mind for you, Oracle? Let's try and avoid folks that he's got a famed history with for the sake of fun here. Because Malachi this? and Buddy uh, are AEW? Yeah, if he gets if he works there, who's he gonna go up to and brother brother with, you know? I think Dion's nailed it. This is exactly where I was going. Andrade. Hobbs is one. Has to be has to be Hobbs. Yeah. You can yeah, you right. can imagine him talking about Hobbs and how like incredible that would be. Andrade's again, that's a carryover. We know he loves Andrade. That's true, that's true. That's fair. Hobbs Max Caster is a fucking good one. Could you imagine? <laughs> Him thinking that's like the most current act in the world. Explain it to Max that he loves rap music. Hey, Joey, check your phone. Oh, no. Not no, it, it's not bad. AWA? No. Who the fuck posted that? 
Price. Why? <laughs> Why is Bryce posting romantic images of Claudio and Eddie at dinner, dinner together? Kayfabe. The one thing people still believed. Yeah. That's it. Fucked. Did you see people clipped Eddie talking about Gresham and pretended it was like real? No, I didn't. Oh, look at this. Gresham must have been full of it. Eddie wasn't sure of him. And you know that, that <laughs> signing where he called everyone an arsehole? Yeah. That's mm. Come on, dude. That's mean. Brody King. Oh. Oracle. I think when Eddie like adjusts his hat, you know? Yeah, and every single promo he does, he just spins <laughs> half of it adjusting his hat. Imagine, Oracle, imagine Paul Lee. What imagine Paul Lee. What? What's happening? Oh, Jesus. What's happening? I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to Bob first. Bob, check your DMs. Okay. Oracle, can you imagine Paul Lee talking to Brody King, explaining to him he's the future of the business? Could you imagine him like doing his deal where he like you know has his has his hands folded on his waist, you know, like he always does. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Lying is lying through his explaining lying the magic. Explaining the magic of when he was a photographer when Bruce and Brody wrestled and how he's. Brody's the first guy to recreate it in 30 years. When I was in Studio 54. <laughs> this is terrible. Look at these two chuckling. <laughs> what is it? I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure you know one of us is getting red, probably me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oracle, everyone you, you can, everyone no. you can now go to my uh twitter page oh I my have, god i have quote tweeted it with art <laughs> okay oh no <laughs> hold on I gotta get to my dead gummit. <laughs> Isn't he like popular on Twitter? Yep. Are you the first person that's dunked on this? No. Okay. okay I can't get to it. What? <laughs> Why? That's where I found it. Yeah. Everyone got a confirmed sheet Twitter. Oh, Cody. Cody has gone on a. I just now saw he he tagged all of us. He he has a screenshot of me on that SmackDown episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh fuck. Isn't he like over on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone such a fucking idiot, man? <laughs> I swear everyone on the app is like, eventually, everyone that's popular on the app that I don't follow, but I come across their tweets, eventually embarrasses themselves in some way. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's being coy. Like, I'm not aware of saying that you are. I'm very concerned about it. No, I'm genuinely, okay. I'm not. 
Yeah, that <laughs> broke me though. Good lord. Haven't WWE like worked with him and stuff? I think so. That is wow. Saying bizarrely sort of perverted about it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yes. not bizarrely, it was saying quite aggressively perverted about it, honestly. Troubling. Oh, oh my what's god. The... <laughs> I missed it. I missed Cody's tweet of the confirmed shoot yeah. earlier from yeah, Christian's promo. Bob, what do you think? Thank you, Vince. What do you think? Uh, you know, I'd probably not tweet that. Yeah. What have you ever considered though that you grew up on the World Wrestling Federation, so you're forever indebted to Vince McMahon? You can't ever just be like, oh, actually, he's a piece of shit monster. Go fuck himself. You ever considered that? It's true. You know, I mean, granted, he's done all these awful things and treated people terribly for years and years and years, but you grew up on SmackDown, so yeah. Strange, well, really. He, it he is. Tagged. He tagged Vince and Triple H and Bruce Pritchard and Shane and, and Shane. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Bruce. Oh. I hope Shane saw that. Shane. Shane waking up in the dead of night. <laughs> oh, what bullets. Yeah, if you're sitting there watching Dynamite one night and here comes the money. Here we oh, go. Please. That is a much worse scenario than Takeshi Zone for WWE. That, I would actually stop doing shows. I hate that dude, man. I won't actually quit the late night grin if Takeshi goes to WWE. I will quit the late night grin if Shane goes to AEW because I know for a fact that many people explain to me that it's good and that would make me incredibly mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, unfathomably. Could you imagine him doing the exact shtick he did in 2019 WWE but in AEW? Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh. I mean, he probably wouldn't get like a full hour of TV time a week, though. What? Mm, sure. I don't know, man. What's his name? Dan Lambert had a lot of TV time. He did. What if, what if Shane bought the NWA? Fine. I don't want to. You remember when anymore. Shane was like heaving on TV talking to Braun Strowman? Yes. Like, and the build, remember like, when that match out? like bizarrely got over live in the building? <laughs> Joe, have, you, talk about it. <laughs> Joe, have you talked to the contrarian Alex about Shane McMahon? Oh, yeah, I'm aware. I haven't, yeah. I'd refuse to discuss it with him. Fair. But, when yeah, is Shane's he's... birthday? Shane was always my favorite McMahon when I was a kid. The thing with Contrarian Alex is you have to respect that he's up front with the fact, you know, it's in the clues in the name, really, right? Fair, yeah. You can't really be like, hold on a second, you think this great wrestler is bad, but you like Shane McMahon? It's always Contrarian Alex is kind of the idea, isn't it? Fair. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just read Cody's comment, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rockers are too, the Rockers are famous for how they would treat their young female fans. That's definitely not a thing that you should steer very, very clear of, you know? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway, you know Sorry. Shane McMahon? Mm-hmm. He's actually the reason I stopped watching the World Wrestling Federation. I remember that, yeah. Apparently it was good. <laughs> I liked everything until the mania, the mania match with OK. Pubba, pubba. <laughs> and then everything it's after right. that was bad. So a reflex on my part. Um, I like Shane throughout. I thought he should have just the time when I was a kid. He should have just put Miz over at Mania. He should have, yes. Because yeah. everyone does the thing where Miz was a bad baby face, and they ain't wrong, but everyone would be a bad baby face if they had their balls cut off like that. That's insane, dude. Yeah. He should have just won. It's true. I actually like the story they were telling with Miz where it was like he was trying to just 
be a good guy for once. He was trying to redeem himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate this thing where, like, I'm big on this, guys. But if you, most wrestlers ever, if you, like, ask them what they'd prefer to do or what they're better at, would say heel. And, like, was The Miz a great babyface? No. But did he need to be a babyface after being a heel for 12 fucking years? Yes. I'm tired of, like, every wrestler needing to turn heel. It kind of exhausts me. Yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of it. We all are at times. But that is, like, a real thing that the smart fan does. Again, us included, or everyone in the well, chat example, has probably done this. Ray Mysterio should have never turned heel. Obviously, it's WCW, but... But, like, so Ray... Ray is genuinely one of the only great wrestlers who you would say is clearly a better babyface than heel. Mm-hmm. You like go he through really all... Steamboat, Steamboat. I don't know. Steamboat ever a heel? I don't think Steamboat was ever No, heel. Steamboat... Um, is the other one? They're like two famous. Uh, well, ones. I actually will say this: Ricky Morton was a tremendous heel in WCW. Right, but he's a you know, still you'd think of Ricky Morton as a babyface. Right. Right? Richard Morton, yeah, yeah. yeah, Richard Morton fucking ruled. Like, yes, he point, did. Okay? If you go through most of the great wrestlers, you could easily argue that artistically, almost all of them are better as heels. Genuinely, like Steve Austin is a babyface, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Austin's work as a heel is. Fucking way better. <laughs> Steve Austin yeah. in 2001 is clearly the best in ring Stone Cold. I'll say this. I prefer Flair as a babyface in the ring. I understand where you're coming from, but again, generally speaking, Ric Flair, heel, right? Oh, yeah, as a heel, as a character, yes. But and in the ring, to, I think he's the, better in the ring as a babyface. To baby. the core point that we're making here. Well, I, I, oh, I prefer him in the ring as a babyface. I like him as a babyface too, and he fucking hated it. My, that's my core yep. point. Wrestlers like being heels. Well, it's, it's like, easier to be hated than loved, for one. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I just think people can get carried away with it at times. That's all. Kevin Von Eric would have been a terrible heel. They tried that, you know, when Jeff, uh, when Jerry was in charge. I know. Of course they did. Fucking Jarrett family. I'm going to have a big picture of him up here saying, you know. I know you are. I'm going to get Jerry's a big picture kinda, of Kevin Von Eric. He's old, man. He's like <laughs> late 70s. He's still, he's looked the same for like 30 years. Have you ever seen his guest book or where he saves WCW in 2000? Yes. He's uh his pitch is that they should have built up Hulk Hogan as a top baby face and have him slay the monster Sid Vicious. Could you? Yeah, Sting never should have been a heel. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. You yeah, see where he, Bob pitched he, he, he always should have been a heel now in AEW. I don't hate some of Sting like Sting's heel runs, I don't hate, but he always should have been a babyface. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, Bob, why do you think you should turn heel now? I didn't understand that. Who's Sting? Yeah, you kept tweeting about it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I tweet a lot of things and just it just happens sometimes. You keep oversimplifying. Yeah. For the masses. It's true. Bobby, did you see Kyle Sloter through a TD for the Jaguars tonight? I didn't. Huh? That rules. You have oh, legend, Kyle Sloter. Hell yeah. I like that they're actually having like free agency and stuff, even though they're not really talking about it. Yeah. But shoot. It's good stuff. How loud did you say Adam Cole Bay Bay last night? Very loud. That's actually true. Very loud. <laughs> it was very loud in there. Yeah. Very, very loud. I made a Play big show of not seeing Judas, and then I didn't get on TV. It really bummed me out. <laughs> yeah. He cut a good promo last night. The angle was interesting because it was like, well done, but I don't necessarily. Um... Okay. You know what popped me last night? Of all the things that popped me? Um, Jungle Boy shirt. <laughs> yeah. The women's tag in the spot where 
Rosa oh just came Kick off camera me. and murdered Jamie Hader, and you can tell Jamie was in like an actual pain. Yeah, that was really dangerous. It popped me. Yeah, that match was, ruled. That was the best thing on the show. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I Crazy that. they I, managed that because obviously you know the women are such terrible wrestlers. I'm told so. Amazing they pulled that off. I thought the Colin Bucks and Hangman segment was the best thing on the show. I like the segment in a vacuum. I don't necessarily think it was like the right. The way they've, it's been very difficult because of injuries. It's not their fault, but they've really had an issue telling the story they wanted to tell. I think because they wanted to like they were having them each other's throats in what March. Yeah, Red Dragon in the Bucks, and then it just like went away, and now oh, yeah, yeah, yet to shoot. And again, I don't think they're going to be like. I could be completely wrong, but I'm not sure they're going to be around for a while. Yeah. So you've, you're kind of shooting an angle to get other things in place, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't know. I just thought it ruled. It was a good angle, definitely. Shoot, it was very loud. It was not very good. Did you pop for Boomer sooner? No. What Thank wasn't you. very good, Oracle? Jericho and Yuta. I liked it. I liked it, too. I mean, I was – look, like, I clearly the live bumps are real things, so, but I thought it was good. Oh, it was pretty damn good. I didn't yeah. think it was bad. Some th- there were some people who thought it was like atrocious, but I didn't think it was that bad. I, just I quite I liked it. For it. I actually thought most. Of, I thought, again, I didn't think it was a bad film. I, show. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. I, I thought it was a good show. The acclaimed are very, very over. Yeah. So the dumpster, the the dumpster bump was work, right? No, they were in there. Holy shit! That's yeah. Man. <laughs> I can't. They're fine too, apparently. All they did was put some padding in, man. It's so dangerous. Pack. There was a bunch of packing peanuts too, because you could see. Yeah, them. but the way that that thing tipped over when it landed, yeah, that's did the problem. Not yeah. yeah, they, pad, they landed they literally on the yeah. And it's like the doors open. They could have fucking like broke their legs and shit if they were yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. We don't know what was going on in there, though. Yeah, I mean, it was still stupid, but there may have been more to it than we. Yeah, I just feel like they could have, like positioning it right next to the stage was like a very logical way to get them out of there, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funk, the funk Foley one was even crazier though because I don't think they. Well, Terry didn't get hurt because of the Terry got hurt because there was a fucking shovel inside the, inside yeah. the thing. They threw him and it took his fucking ass cheek out. He lost his ass cheek. Was like encaved for the rest of his. Well, still is encaved. Poor old fucker. I just, I'm actually thinking about this now. Like, how could you, like, could you have, like, where you could have padding to where, like, well, once they got in there, they could kind of get between the two sets of padding so that, do you understand what I'm even talking yeah, about I think here? So. That seems like at least plausible, right? Like, give them more padding to put on the top. Well, yeah, moving. they could put on top of them. So when yeah. they went over, they kind of, I wouldn't on. Have looked them. That, oh, I, that, I mean, I agree. I would, that thing, that thing, honestly, was clearly looked heavy because you could see, see Caster and, and Bowens are struggling. Like I thought they were going to tip it over by accident. Early. Well, what happened? There's there was little, uh, there's like little. Uh, I don't even know what they are, honestly. I guess they're like the pyro things, probably. Mm-hmm. Little, like and they're like little, kind uh, of like a doorstop looking type thing. And mm-hmm. the, one of the wheels got stuck on one. And they were. I thought they were fucked. I didn't think they were going to get it over there. Yeah, they were in trouble for a second there. Yeah. Bones had to like redirect it and mm-hmm. they just had a straight line. It was good, man. I actually liked it. I think they've done a, I think it's been a really smart angle the way they've turned. Um, Meech could actually be right here. <laughs> the way they've turned them babyface, I think it's been very smart. 
very small. So it was a good show. One of the things I liked about Dynamite was that it didn't feel like it was like frenetic or it was like dizzying. It was very nicely paced, you know. I still need to go back because there's some stuff we didn't see. Miro cut a promo, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. see that. We couldn't hear half of King's promo just because they it's fucking fine. the crowd popped he, huge for him. He said that he's going to lose to Sammy Guevara all out. Yeah, that sounds about right. It didn't sound like Ruby and Tyre in that match, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, no, maybe it's, they took him out because other things changed. Yeah, I know, but like, what I mean is like. It feels like the one positive for that is that Ruby can just like get pinned. Yeah. Because we talk about Eddie not needing to win, but Eddie really is fine. I would actively like Ruby to end the feud with pin rather than just getting the fuck being out of her for a month, you know? It'd be nice, yeah. Yeah, she just wrestled on uh, Elevation and was just smiley happy Ruby again. Her in uh, yeah. Sky Blue. That would be frustrating if they've dropped that because you've gone so far in one direction. You've got to give her some kind of comeback there, you know? Even if you just have them wrestle Ty J like yeah she's got to get some comeback like she's just got yeah. shit kicked out of her yeah like they she's went still, out well to be fair they were the first entrance of the night but they were fucking chanting her name and like she's still everyone they love her man I, I mean I do too I, she's just I, not pushed the right way yes well no pushy one I don't give a fuck I haven't got any investment in the company like it's not I've got stocks she's a know? punching bag I think she should be pushed better personally. Yeah. You know? I actually think she should have been the champion of Fresh, and we all did at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see a scenario where they just, you know, went with that, rode the hot hand. I think it'd be good. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, the people still being behind her, you know, she wins a few times, she's right back where she was. So that helps. I know. I just. No, I know. You have to be careful with that stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you take people for granted when you do that thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah. here I have a wrestler who's over good at promos and have good matches, but they don't need my booking, so I'll focus on, you know, Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm. So genuinely, um, Ruby and Sky Blue as a team would make sense with yeah. what they've done. The only issue, I mean, like, that means Sky Blue's getting pinned in that match. I think it's kind of a shame... Not kind of. I think it's a shame Ty's just stopped wrestling altogether. Yeah. What did you think I, of the Anna J promo last night? Um, I think Demon Grimm might be right. I'm hoping he's right. That's a bit? I think it has to be, bro. I, I think it is too, yeah. I do. I genuinely do think it's a bit. What? Like Anna J being like psychotic? Yeah, her character is like she's a WWE diva. Oh yeah, 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 it has to be a bit. There's no way that it's like it's 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 like a bit on like her, kind of in a way. And maybe, maybe. Because yeah. I mean, like her, like it's totally the antithesis of her personality. Like yes. Ty's kind of embraced her personality as the heel. Like she's been excellent as like a. She's very good. But like Anna Jay is like this bubbly like diva is just like seems so completely forced. Like this is not her. She's like the awkward one who says that you know these guys aren't losers or whatever. I definitely think it's a bit. I don't. I'm not. I don't even. I don't think it being a bit means it's good. But I definitely think it's a bit. Yeah, I think it probably is. A lot of the JAS stuff is clearly a bit, and that does make it good. But this one is, yeah. He's got a ways to go. <laughs> Did Jr. say what a way to go out after she choked that dude out? Yeah. God, bless. he looked like. I've never seen JR look less excited about wrestling than he did off that set. Did you see his face? 
No. And I know, I mean, I'm being seriously. I don't want to be a dickhead because, like, you know, Jim's seriously. God bless the man. I'm, I'm aware that it's difficult, but you can tell when Jim's into something, right? You can, you can tell, you can tell. He mm-hmm. honestly looked like he would have rather been on the fucking late night green. He looks so miserable. It well, honestly popped me. And again, I'm saying that very lightly because I don't want to poke fun at the way dude looks because I don't. That's not my intention. I, like I have been all. talking to him about being on the late night green, so that would make sense. But if you see it, you'll know what I mean. It was fucking hilarious. He they cut back to him and he was looking at the like the Taz and Excalibur like this stuff sucks. <laughs> it was really funny. Could you imagine if Jarrah was on this show and I start like ranting off AWA matches and he's like, oh, it's like a it's like a little Excalibur or something. When you when you <laughs> when you led with. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's like little like you're a kid <laughs> like you're a kid at a meet and greet I reckon when you when you you know worked in some uh, some Ray Phoenix critique I reckon it might pop in you're up. laughing because I'm right that's why you're laughing yeah mm-hmm. you know Oracle would say something about Ray Phoenix and Jail would type in the private chat. <laughs> or uh, JR is going to be on World Class Fridays with us. He's just going to talk about how Watts was better though. <laughs> Little Excalibur was amazing. What do you think of JR's action figure? Yeah. I guess that's him. I think he does kind of look like that now, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Wow. <laughs> JR would like this show, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of it would just be us, like, just explaining to him that we pop free stuff on commentary. Yeah. Oracle and I just going in circles about how excited he gets Sadie Kingston. And it makes us laugh, you know? I just love how much, like, his voice changes when Eddie comes out. Every yeah. time Eddie, it's like it's like he's exasperated. Like, thank God it's Eddie Kingston. <laughs> it's Nothing good top. on the show. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to top when they cut to that dude wearing the cowboy hat and the Sooners jersey, wait and there's a, a pause, and he goes, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> uh, I think that he's my favorite. Jr. was when. In the main event of Revolution, when he was clearly like, he didn't have a great night that night and he was exhausted by the end of it. And fucking Excalibur was like, Tiger, what did he say? Tiger Driver? What was the move that Excalibur called? And he was like, explain it. What does that mean? <laughs> Just like yelled at him. <laughs> what is it? What's the difference? <laughs> Can't remember what the move was, but it was incredible. Uh. It's good shit. Very good shit. Bob, when's he coming on the show? I think we're asking here, Bob. You're not really giving us any info on this. Hopefully soon. We're working on it. I've heard that. We should get him on 31. <laughs> Did you see Taz laugh at Thunder Rosa's shirt? That popped me. Yeah, that, I wish he didn't. That fucking sucks. That's stupid. That's terrible. Oh, her shirt? It's yes. fucking terrible, man. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. What, what is the point of that? What does that mean to anyone that's like, I'm not even doing the casual fan people. Like anyone that's not a complete fucking loser like us, what does that mean? It's just yeah. a nice way to remind you that the show you're watching is fake. She sucks like. It's so lame. It's like awful. awful. This is absolutely the bit. 
Yeah, like he doesn't know he does wrestling. Yeah. Bob's like, usually we interview wrestling personalities, but, you know, I'm a big barbecue sauce guy, so JR, you know, bring me in. Rank your condiments. Yeah. And like barbecue, you'd be like, I like barbecue sauce, but I've got it like six, and then you start listing the stuff yeah, on top of it. Apparently yeah. pretty good barbecue sauce. Yeah. By that's the way, tape, that's what tape said. from Raw. When Ali got smacked by AJ, he got smacked senseless. Did y'all see that? Damn it, true. No, I did yeah, not see did, that. He fucking AJ's still that dude, man. He's still a monster in there. Champ match was fucking awesome. By yeah, the way. it was. That match was great. That's one of my favorite matches on Raw in a long time. They kicked yeah. the shit out of each other. Yeah, that match ruled. The finish of the triple threat was insane. Perfectly timed too. Mm-hmm. What about the way you fed that DDT on the floor from Ali? Oh yeah, yeah. He's filthy good, man. That dude's yeah. He's so forty-five good. years old almost. No, the shirt is not on AEW shop Thank yet. God. Terrible. She does Match have a shirt room. on there that's actually kind of cool. I mean, she's I wouldn't cool. buy it, but yeah. She's like, really cool, man. It's like a red tie-dye shirt. It's one of those two top rope Tuesday things where you can only get it for a week. Mm. No one could ever say that Thunder Rosa is not connected with the people. Oh, yeah. She's cool. Like, I thought I thought her look looked awesome last night other than the she's shirt. fucking cool. Like, like the hair and then like the glasses. They're in cool shit. They're correct. Adrian right? got a couple really good pictures of them. They looked fucking awesome together, you know? I liked everything about the match presentation on both sides. Just the shirt's done. That's literally it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they beat the shit out of each other, man. That fucking ruled. I, think her, and Jamie, I think her and Jamie are going to beat the fuck out of each other on, on she should uh, win the belt. tomorrow, technically. but I don't know if she should do it on Saturday or all out, but she should win the belt. Who, Jamie? Yeah. She should do something this new. Is, this is the best-looking battle of the belts, isn't it? Like, of all, oh, of yeah. All, yeah. Far. yeah. Yeah, definitely, like, yeah. You get what you get from Jay Lethal, but the match will be good. Yeah. Probably. Wardlow, Ooh. man, the reaction he got. He's in a weird place, man. Dude, they like, He's so over, but like, I I absolutely get why it's like challenging. Because like, what do you do with him? It's weird, isn't it? Like it's like there aren't that many heels. So like you could do babyface matches like you do with Orange, but they can't really be fused, they're just one offs. Yeah. And like it's just it's very difficult, I think, to figure out what you actually do with him. Because he's one of those guys that unless you're gonna go the whole way and have him as the world's champ, you're kind of stuck a little bit. He came off like the coolest motherfucker in the building last night, though. Did they show him coming up the ramp with the belt over his shoulder? Kind of like he did kind of Roman used to do that, right? Yeah. Where he'd yeah, throw the belt over. That. Yeah. I don't know. He looked cool as shit. He got man. a huge reaction. He's really cool. I'm not even saying he's misused. It's just like it's hard. You can tell it's challenging in some ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were talking about All Out earlier. I don't really know how he gets on it. Yeah. And I know that's not necessarily a big deal, but I just... I would have um, his to big title defense, defense be the big match on the live rampage. I get the I get the issues with that too, but... I just... I don't know. We were talking about this earlier a little bit, right? She, you know, I texted her and I talked her on the but like... I totally get the philosophy of guys can miss pay-per-views. ain't that big a deal. But I do also think, like, when you have four pay-per-views, it's like, if they're a major star and they can't get on on one of the four, like, it feels like everyone, you should be at a pretty confident of the top guys being on. Problem is they have too many top guys, so that's the case. It's quite challenging. I would turn that Friday thing into a big deal. And look, I, I understand the limitations of what I'm about to pitch, but I would still do it anyway. Um, 
I would do your live rampage for an hour. <laughs> you know how they usually tape uh, an episode of Dark and they air it on Saturday? Mm-hmm. I would load that fucking thing up. Like, not with the top guys, but like your next tier who can't get on the pay-per-view. Yeah. I would make that a really big... I would load that thing up. Just so basically everyone works that weekend. So yeah, if you want, you have AW Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you'll see everybody in those three days. I like that. It. I, I understand there's limitations to that because it's a YouTube show, but that's how I would handle it. No, so basically, like it. if you're not on the pay per view, you're working on that Friday, which is usually in the same city anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least like the people who came into town for AW, you're going to get to see everybody. This trend has been interesting. So. So double or nothing 2020, then they introduced the belt, Cody and um, an archer. All out was in a multi-man tag. Full gear, it was Cody and Darby. Revolution, it was in the cinematic match with Cage and Starks, with Sting, with Darby. Double or nothing, it was Miro and Archer. All out, it was memorably Miro and Kingston. He has not been, you know, defended on Petview since then. We're coming to a year. Sammy did the ATT multi-man, and then he did the one with Sting and Darby. At Revolution, Double or Nothing was in the mix tag with Page. So it's fair to say that Paul is correct. It does not usually make pay views. I would like that to have changed Wardlow, but I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just I don't know how like how big of a deal is a title if it's just never making pay view cards. Does that make sense? I mean, I think it depends on how you see. Like the other, like I think this, I think it would work. If like the TNT and TBS titles were only defended on those networks, but they don't yeah, do that anyway, that would be the would be the gimmick, right? Yeah. yeah. The uh, see, uh, genuine. I told you this earlier. This is my genuine answer. I don't think you're wrong, but I gen- genuinely don't care. Like this is a hard conversation for me to have because it, I just it's not an issue to me. Like I just don't have an issue with people missing the pay per view. Um, I just think it's, I don't know. I get it. I like I said, I hundred percent get where you're coming from. I'm not telling you you're wrong. It's just I think it's just part of it. Your options are either you have the fucking longest pay per views of all time, or people have to miss the show. This is where I just wish they had more of a hierarchy. You know? Yeah. Like FTR being like the hottest act in wrestling and not being on Double or Nothing. I just I think it's weird. No, it's I, always going to be weird. To me. I like, agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just, it's not so hot, you know. That's I genuinely like. I would now. love to see them just. I wouldn't even call it dark. Like they should just have a Saturday show that's on YouTube. That's like, yeah. yeah. Give it a different name and make it part Specific of the weekend. Branding. Yeah. Yeah. That that weekend is literally like just wrestling alone. Two, two of the class probably... of the castles that night or whatever. Two of the five biggest shows of the year, legitimately. Plus, Cast is a big show. Yeah, yeah we. Sh- I think we need to see the card, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It depends on. Yeah, you. you, you that's that's a fair assessment. Because they have now moved most of those tickets, so they won't be as urgent as they may have once been. You know. Yeah. As long as we get. Um, do you think we're going to do the trios there, or are they going to do? Uh, what do you call it? It's tough the, to say. There's four weeks left. You know? That's the one thing I can't. I don't know if I can see them waiting that long. The trios match. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Like man, winning raw. <laughs> yeah. I like that yeah, right there. 
This is true too. Yeah, it's good. Seven titles makes oh, it hard. Sorry. My bad. Seven titles makes it hard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not really an issue. It's not like a flaw. It's more just like a. I I genuinely was trying to do the all out card earlier and was like fucking like dizzy by it. It was like a uh, headache. Honestly, the what honestly the match I'm like the match I'm most looking forward to it all out, but I'm pretty certain it's gonna happen is Christian Jungle Boy. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, you're getting that. This is what I had earlier. I don't. Please don't do this, Jenny. I no, no. I don't see. Like I, the way because what what I'm picturing in my head is like the that first night would not be a pay per view caliber show. It would just be a a strong night of real mat, you know, one on one or whatever matches. But it would Mm -hmm. be like it wouldn't be a pay per view worthy show. So this is what I noted down on the bird earlier. I used in the chat somewhat, but I would kind of. Take it in directions that pop me where necessary. Or that made sense to me, I guess. So Sammy and Eddie is on, right? In some form or yeah. fashion, that's happening to the baby. Eddie said as much. Christian and Jungle Boy, we're all certain on, right? Mm-hmm. Hobbs and Starks. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Sting, Darby, Miro versus House of Black. I'm pretty confident. Could be the, the TV before, but it feels like Sting's thing on pay-per-view to me. Yeah. What I mean by that is not this thing has to be, but if he's going to wrestle, that's probably where you do that particular match. Right. Mm-hmm. My guess for the trio's final right now is that the Bucks pick Kenny, and so Hangman is like reluctantly pivots back to Silver and Reynolds, and that's the final. That's my guess. I'm very open to ideas. That's based on the assumption that Kyle and Cole are not ready to go. My guess is that's where they'll go. I have Danielson and Jericho. I have Punk Moxley, which again is presuming he's okay. I have Britt, Rosa, Storm, and uh, Jamie, four-way. I have Athena versus Jade, and I have added, this one's one that's just guesswork, Wardlow versus Daniel Garcia for the TNT title. That's just looking at heels, which wouldn't be on there, I don't think. But if you take that off, there's nine matches. That is not got the, tw- the tag title match. Let's add now, because I think the guys nailed it earlier, actually. Roosh and Andrade versus Swerve and Glory. And this is what I mean by it. I'm not even saying it as a flaw, but this is where I struggle. Should Roosh be on All Out rather than Dax Harwood? That will always be jarring to me. I understand why, <laughs> because there's circumstance involved, there's moving pieces. But when you have four pay-per-views, you know, it feels like you have the time to plan and prepare in a way that everyone that needs to be on is on. And I don't know if Roosh is in that list does that make sense what I'm getting at here it's like yeah. you know like Wrestlemania sometimes you get to Wrestlemania you look at the car and go why the fuck is this guy in a signature match while someone else why is Nia Jax in the Raw Women's title match while Sasha's in the Battle Royal well because that's the story they want to tell but it's like yeah but come on that's dumb that's the best the issue I get to with this it's like it's hard for me to kind of it doesn't matter it's just me kind of explaining it to myself <laughs> I don't think the Women's Casino Battle Royal will be on All Out I think it'll be on TV yeah they didn't do the men's one last time so yeah so we've got 10 matches. You take Wardlow Garcia off and put on the others. You've got 10. Who else are we left off? Orange is not on. Um, i trying to think of others that we've missed. Obviously, Joe's not around, so whatever. Um, so. I'm trying to th- like. I'm just trying to think. If you don't, if Kenny's not coming back for this tournament, yes. So then it's Hangman and the Bucks. 
What about the finals of that being Hangman and the Bucks versus Danielson, Claudio, and Yuta? I like it. I don't mm-hmm. know how we get there with Danielson, though. It just feels like he has so... Like, to me, he has to come back and work Hager Garcia again. Yeah. You know? I think sure. when Brian comes back, he needs to be, like, vengeful. He hurt again? No, what I mean is, like, on TV last night, Garcia's promo was when you're feeling... But, like, the idea was, obviously, he got fucked up last week. Right? Oh, yeah, because they saw... Like, like, yeah. To me, That's I'm right. bringing yeah, next week... That. I'm announcing him to be back the week after that and wrestle Hager. And then he'll fight Garcia. And then oh. I assume he'll fight Jericho, you know? I Yeah. This, again, God. that's guesswork. But this is where I find it really hard because it's like the instinct is you've got Garcia, Jericho, Danielson, Claudio, you are. It's like do another multi-master. You can't do any more multi-masters of those factions, you know? The chat brings up a good point. <laughs> like, I kind of like the idea of if Hanger's not with the Bucks, then he goes with FTR. And yeah. that's your finals. You gotta do a lot of work on the FTR front there because that story their story was pretty brutal the last time they interacted. Yeah. Remember the story they told? They like fucking lured him with alcohol and shit. It's pretty dark. Oh, yeah, true. You'd have to really retcon that pretty strong in the next couple of weeks, you know? To not basically, what I'm saying is, you'd have to do it in a way that's pretty strong to not make Hangman look for a dick for not picking Silver and Reynolds over those guys. That's fair. Yeah. Really, really like spiteful to it. Like, that's one of the most heelish things anyone's ever done on their TV show. That's true. You'd have to kind of wreck on it in a way. Um, well, yeah. And also, they were so fired up about Punk beating Hangman. I don't know. I don't like it. I have an announcement to make. <gasps> it is midnight. Yeah, we should probably wrap up here shortly. And I'm going to close shop soon. That's all right. Let's just finish this all out, and then we'll we'll leave. Yeah, the folks. I just I just kind of wanted to. I'm I'm tired. I didn't want to this, just leave randomly. Just, this does feel like it's very much on the table with Garcia's promo last night. Garcia Danielson two or three, I guess. I wouldn't. The do question that is, what does Jericho do? Yeah, because mm. Jericho's going to be on it, man. Like whether he should be or not, he's going to be on it. He probably he should be actually. I'm not even going to question that. He's been on the TV every fucking week for the last three years. If I was going to do Danielson Garcia two out of three falls, it wouldn't be it all out. I'm because I would give him like forty five to fifty minutes on Dynamite TV main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would open the show with it, kind of like where that way you have no idea how long it's going to be. See, it feels like the sort of thing that's perfect for Rampage. Yeah. I think it's beneath Rampage. I mean, it's above Rampage. It's got to be a live. If, it, if you're fair. doing it, it's got to be a live one. Yeah. I think Rampage will be two hours at Arthur Ashe again. Yes. That rules. This is the the positive of doing TV the way they do it, where the pay-per-view card comes together in the last month, is that the TV is like really exciting because you have big matches throughout the arc, the cycle. But the drawback is when it's less like form, like planned out, you do end up in these positions where you kind of try to find spots for puzzle pieces, you know? It's mm. kind of pro and con in that way. Joe, how funny would uh, – I don't actually think this is going to happen, but just just the idea of it. All out is Chris Jericho versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be good. I just I don't really know. Jericho wrestling for the Ring of Honor title is fucking hilarious. It's interesting. It's very, I like, this is why I've said this to you before, shoot, we were texting about it. 
But this is why it pops me when you know when people talk about going like AEW wrestlers going to WWE, and it's always paired with this like doom and gloom thing. And it's like, do you realize AEW would have to lose like twenty wrestlers to be like, oh man? As long as they don't lose to Cash, it's fine. They don't even have him, so it's yeah, gonna... no. <laughs> He's going back to Japan soon, anyway. That piece of shit. <laughs> he should be in the trio tournament. It's challenging. What I'm basically saying, guys, is FTR. <laughs> We need to normalize and return to wrestling rosters having 15 people, in my opinion. Um, you know, it used to be better. If Alex yeah, was here, he had like 15 people that rotate. And fuck if Alex was here, he'd be nodding furiously to what I'm discussing right now. Fuck. Now I want Chris Jericho to win the Ring of Honor Championship. Hey! <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Not lash out. I don't think Claudio will be on it. I think their their reasoning is the Ring of Honor champs aren't on because they're Ring of Honor guys, which is very funny, but I think it's their actual logic on it. I don't know, man. They treat Claudio like a big deal. I think we may get another damn Blackpool versus JAS multi-man thing. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. I was reading the... uh, I I feel bad because I love Silver and Reynolds, but that finals does not move. It doesn't move me at all. But again, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, that's the sort of thing you run into, right? Where it's like, you're trying to fill in gaps, but it's like, should they, like, I love Simmons, but should they be on the card when I can't get FTR on? Yeah. And I know that's not how wrestling works, but it is in some way how wrestling works, man. Like, I think Hangman should just team with the Bucks. I am. But who do they wrestle, best friends? Does that match do much for you, though? Kenny Omega and FTR. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know the deal, really. Like, the Hangman Dark Order stuff, I, I genuinely do not know what the idea is there. I'm always out, I'm always like out of loop on the law. But to, from watching the TV show, it appears just they've got bored of them as friends, which is pop. You know, It fucking ruled, but it's just it, it's time for it to be not a thing anymore. I know, but I wish they would just like put a bow on it rather than him just like he watched Danielson beat them all up and decided he's not their friend anymore, I guess. I agree. He just he just kind of like seems embarrassed by them. I do agree that Hangman and Bucks versus best friends would be fucking awesome, but So with the Silver and Reynolds match, but yeah. I, you know, it's more it's more a case of the, the entire phrase, tournament's probably be fucking awesome. I can't wait to see the brackets. The phrase you use was yeah. it doesn't move you. Yeah. The the best one actually is Death Triangle. That's the one. Hung Bucks versus Death Triangle is the one. House of Black. They've got the other thing. Though. Yeah. I don't know. Sure, it's fine. Death Triangle versus the Elite would be fucking awesome. I don't know, man. Like... I just want to see the brackets. Mm-hmm. I don't, they, need, they need to do it soon, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I hate when they jam the whole tournament into like a week. It's such a weird – it's like you could equally – you could talk yourself into AEW being like really planned out, and it, it also feels like incredibly free. It's always been this way, by the way. Yeah. Like All Out last year came together so late. So fucking late. Some, it's part of the charm of it for me, but I also it's, understand why it frustrates people. It's a strength and a weakness, as I said. The, yeah. t- the TV always feels like it's an event within itself, which you couldn't do if it was clearly building to one thing. But it does create this sort of bizarre like – yeah. There's like eight match graphics appeal within one show, you know? Yep. I mean, That's if it's an eight-team tournament, then they've got to run six 
matches. I mean, I guess they still got a month. That's not that bad. No, but they're not going to start it next week. The same, right? That's Cause... true. Yeah, because they would have. So we might get the gra- we might get the bracket next week, and then you maybe start it the week after. Yeah. So you've got what? It's the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. You have a problem with that Omega Hangman thing that I pitched. It's like, obviously the Elite would win. So like I'm kicking Hangman out of a team to beat him. It just feels yeah. bizarre. I don't like. I really don't like it. I, I don't either. I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe Kenny's just coming back later. I don't know. That's what I would do, honestly. I would have, I, I might have him come back. Like, let's say Hangman and Bucks win this tournament, and then Kenny comes back on the Wednesday after. I'd be tempted to have him close all out, challenging a Punk. Yeah, I'd be fine with that too. It's a good match for our fresh, isn't it? Really good match. And they yeah, do need yeah. a big one for our fresh, I feel. Yeah. You know, like, I think they're going to sell it, but they have got some work to do. How long away is it? Six weeks? 21st, yeah. So they got... How many? They've sold 10, right? Yeah. I, think I don't think... There. They're not yeah. going to do as much as they did last year. Yeah, last year, they had like 15,000 in like a day, didn't they? It's fucking yeah. nuts. They got six more dynamites before... I think they need a big match for it, basically. And I think they'll, they'll clearly do a big match. But I'm saying, like, it's probably time to hit the Punk Omega button, Punk Danielson, wherever it may be. They, they could, I mean, look, they could reveal the brackets on Friday sure. or Saturday. And, I mean, that is Dynamite didn't feel like it was full, right? They could still add a match or two to that. Um, we don't have the women's match yet. Oh, no, yeah, we do. Jade's doing the open. Who else is on it? The Coffin, Main Event, Jade. Is there anything else? Uh, we got so it's Coffin Match. Oh, um, Lucha Bros and Rush and Andrade. It's going to be, you know, difficult. I don't think that's necessarily the show to introduce the tournament. You can put it on Rampage. You can have the first, you know. Yeah, but you won't be able watch it. The whole tournament's not going to be on. No, especially because you could start a tournament with like a best friends Dark Order trios match does not need to be on Dynamite. It could be on Rampage. It's fine. You know? Yeah. It'd be really good, to be clear. I can't wait to see the the brackets for this thing. I'm excited for these trios titles. And I like trios titles would not have popped me before seeing AW. I think that. I think that Buddy Matthews is the finish of the coffin match. Yeah. I think Brody will be the first one to beat him in that match because I think Buddy will interfere because Buddy's been off TV. So I think that'll be their way of reintroducing him for the trios pay-per-view match. This is a really good point. I Look, I'll be honest with you guys. I was very much expecting him last night. I it was seems... after JJ's tweet. <laughs> it seems very apparent to me that... Kenny's coming back very, very soon. Um, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm not, again, this is not a criticism. I'm just genuinely fascinated by what you actually do with Kenny because. Isn't isn't the world title match Moxley and Jericho next week? Yes. Yeah. Where Jericho's going to be Lionheart, Chris Jericho, the last graduate of the, the Heart Dungeon. Ooh, that's going to be bad. 
<laughs> it's John Moxley in 2022. It'll be good. It's true. They're gonna bleed all over the place, man. Yeah, it's pro- yeah, but Lionheart Chris Jericho wasn't really a bleeder. He was like that a guy matter. who like, that tried to matter. do too many. He tried to do like, you know, Eddie Guerrero goes play. Yeah, brother, there will be blood stains in that ring. Oh yeah, I know, but that's not Lionheart Chris Jericho. That's like 2020, 2022 Chris Jericho. It's just, it's just gonna be. I don't think and fucking entrance. Mox still bleed everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I think. I, don't I think, think Jericho. Um, uh, how would I put this? I think Jericho's made some physical choices in recent times that have made him slightly more hesitant to run the razor, which is absolutely fine. Respect. Yeah. Um, he did say in the barbed wire, but I don't think he's desperate to do it. John Moxley bleeds in every single match. Oh, is, yeah. Honestly, I, it didn't I, I, me so much. I'll be stunned if Jericho doesn't bleed. I don't know. I hope it's good. I think it will be. It will be. I think the crowd will be red hot. Should do a good rating too, right? Right, Bob? Exactly. Bob cares. He gives us about it. Yes, he does. Well, what back it all out, Christian? Christian, you think Christian's going to play the Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara? <laughs> you think Christian's yeah. going to play the Gusher? Christian and Jungle Boy will bleed, yeah. That's one of those ones where, like, I'd be very – if I had the book, I would be struggling with that one because I'd be thinking, I don't want to just, like, blow this off. That's where the dinosaur turns again. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I genuinely do. I yeah, I do gonna... too. Um, Either that or, or Christian's going to have some other big guy, but I don't know who that would be. I prefer Hobbs and Starks being the, the bloody match. Yeah. But again, like that's that's an even bigger example. You don't want to blow that off. Yeah. Hobbs Remember last Starks. night when Jungle Boy tried to hit Christian with the car? Tried yes. to kill him? Mm-hmm. One of those two matches... Needs to be like a hate field like sprint. Listen, if Tomko came out, I would, I would, I'd be all in, brother. One of those two matches should be like eight minutes of just brawling and chaos because it's overcome with emotion. I lean towards Hobbs and Starks. I'm pretty sure Christian's taller than both of them. It's Christian's not a bad idea, tall. but it would be really funny visual. Christian's pretty tall. Luchasaurus is turning back. I'm pretty confident of that. I think so too. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's all a, a setup from Christian. And, I, so like, the one thing is, I'm not sure it's a setup so much as it's like he's a dinosaur. You know, he hasn't actually hit Christian though, right? But like, I think it might be a case of like he's like actually torn because he's you know? a dinosaur. Yeah, like, well, he's so a grown man. It's like a cane gimmick here. Yeah. Yeah, like, seriously, right? Well, apparently, Boulder's 6'6, six, six, so I don't know what the fuck Seven I'm talking about. Oh, I could have swore they were short. I guess I'm just Shoot. wrong. Serious question. No, actually, no, Bob. Let's get Bob. Bob. All right. Imagine mm-hmm. your best friend was a dinosaur. Right. Now, I don't mean like a real dinosaur, I mean he just dressed up as one. Mm hmm. Would you expect him to be, like, logical in his decision-making, or would you think he probably would be, you know, a little bit unpredictable based on the fact that he's dressed as a dinosaur? Yeah, I think you'd kind of have to just take it day by day with him. Do you think it's likely that he would convince himself that he's now with Christian Cage, only to look Jungle Boy Jack Perry in the eyes and say, actually, I like Jungle Boy Jack Perry? Yes. So then later on, if he looks at Christian Cage in the eyes, is it likely that he could convince himself that actually no longer likes Jungle Boy Jack Perry? Mm Mm-hmm. 
At that note, I am. We, we, we're taking it done. Don't worry, Oracle. We're going to go home as a family. Okay. Folks, this has been episode 50 Late Night Green. It is really nice to end this show not feeling like I'm on Death's Door. Um, it was a good time. Bobby O'Neill, any final words? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm glad we moved to Thursday. I just think we had a lot of fun. Uh, everyone say happy birthday to Jay Shell. Happy birthday, Jay Shell. Happy birthday, Jay Shell. I really mean you guys, but yeah, I mean, that's Ooh. fine too. Oh. Shoot, you didn't say it. Well, yeah, because he didn't mean us. I just, just don't think she, I don't think she's gonna watch it. Like you could say it here, maybe it. on Twitter. But well, clip it in. Here. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Happy birthday, Jay Show. Happy, Happy birthday, Jay Show. Sorry, Bob, I spoke over you. Bob, sing no. the song. Uh, no. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Respects. That actually, we'll get in trouble with copyright on that. Yeah. You uh, took two people to write that song. Really? Bobby and Oracle. Yeah. Well, the intellectual property cops on our ass. The Oracle of Wrestling, do you have any final words? Uh, <clears throat> on my 18th birthday, my brother Drew bought me a lottery ticket <laughs> and uh, a beer as a rib. Um, because, you know, I was 18 and an adult. Laugh out loud. <laughs> and uh, then I went to Chili's. Did you get baby back ribs? I don't know if that was a thing. Uh, was that a thing? I'll sing that song. <laughs> was that I'm definitely get in trouble for that one. Was that a thing in the holiday season of 2010? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's You're probably right it was. I just, I can't, I don't know. Have you ever seen no, the video no one, of them no recording the song? Had a, had yes, a, had a birthday in the holiday season in 2010 who turned 18 in 2010. I know someone else who turned 18 in December 2010. The legit boss, Sasha Banks. The legit Bob O'Neill. Charlotte Flair? Yeah. <laughs> oh, happy birthday songs, public domain as of 2016. Bailey. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, well, that's what I get for doing a bit from a TV show from 1999. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it for the J Show birthday show tomorrow. I'm still guessing. Huh? Whose birthday? J Shells. No, Oracle just said someone else had a birthday in 2010. Everyone had a birthday in 2010. Was alive in 2010. Yeah, 18th birthday in 2010. Who was it? Bully Rude. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Greg Gagne. Larry Zabisco. No, our very own Bobby. Bobby O'Neill. Bob Lashley. All right, let's let's go home. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused. Fucking Brits. <laughs> My birthday is officially a month away, guys. Stop. When do you get, when do you guys have when's British Christmas? What month? Boxing Day. <laughs> June fifth. Mm. Oh, okay. So anyway, shoot any final thoughts? Um No. I never have final thoughts. Have you noticed that? No. Any final thoughts? That's kind of mean of you. It's like, why am I even here? He doesn't even listen to me. I like your shirt. Thanks, Mike. Nice one. Yeah. It's nice. I'm 100% going to gonna, um, pair it up with you on this gimmick here once I've lost some more weight. This feels good, bro. Yeah. And it's good tribute to the Ring of Honor World's television champion. You know the extra layer of this bit? 
Actually, there's no way you know this. Um, my wife's father wears oh. Hawaiian shirts all the time, and I she know. fucking hates, hates it. I don't <laughs> know this bit. Yeah. She's going to be in for a... Just say it's a podcast bit. Oh, 100%. When it's my birthday, we should all wear them. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. When's your birthday, birthday again? It's a month away, September 5th. September 5th. You know who else has a birthday on September 5th? Who? Adolf Hitler. Bob? He turned 18 in 2010. Yeah. I don't think that's actually Hitler's birthday. No, I think Freddie Mercury was uh, September 5th. He's a very different historic figure. Yeah. Bob, do you like Freddie Mercury? I do. Bob, did you did you hear the Vin Scully um, clip about Hitler's birthday? I did. That was funny. He was great. He makes like you know, that fella, you know that fella that Vern Gagne killed in the old folks' home. Mm-hmm. Are you what? Are you aware that he fought in the war? Yeah. He killed a fucking war hero, dude. Yeah. Hmm? Oracle, you hear about this? Oh yeah, no, I just I just popped me that you brought up Vern Gagne the murderer. He he fucking body slammed someone. Do you know I the know, best I know he killed a guy. There's like he was, was ninety seven. Yeah, the guy he killed was Vern was like eighty. The best part, Joe, is like the uh the picture in the story is Greg and he's like posing like this. I'm like, why did they use this picture? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see um michael keaton is born on september 5th oh there you go he's a hell of a talent adam sandler mm-hmm. idris elba hillary duff keanu my Reeves. god this is quite the is this there's no way this is this can't be right yeah this seems this seems incorrect let's come back to um i think those are all wrong actually no michael keaton sankara Um, the original Sin Cara. Good question. No, no. Um, that's a shame. Well, that's better actually because the other one kicked the shit out of Simon Gotch. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> we probably should do this bit for J Shell, not you. Let's see, August fifth. Who has birthdays today? This is a rib on Oracle at this point. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I've never heard of any of these people. Bobby Lashley. I've literally so I just, like I've never heard of any you, of these people. You know who's born in August? Stan Hansen. Yeah, Stan Hansen. Did you know they called him the Lariat? The Great Carly. Really? Oh, you know who else was? Uh, Fritz von Erich. Yeah, we're gonna to watch. A, we're gonna watch a, a Baba versus Fritz von Erich ma- match on main event. What we're gonna do is I spoke to Alex about this. There's one that's an two, hour long. Two of the great August wrestlers are Alexa and Fritz, but we're not confident we can produce a six match playlist for either. So we're gonna do a combo. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because we feel like you think, a lot of you think Fritz would like Alexa Bliss. Did Fritz like anyone? Um, his boys. 
at first, anyway. A couple of them. For a couple of years there. Yeah. Mike, on the other hand, well. Yeah. Well. Where was you going to go with that shoe? I'm not intrigued. You seem to have like an actual read on that, which is very funny to me. What? We, we, <laughs> you went into this sort of... Um, this sort of extended take on whether Fritz von Eric would like Alexa Bliss. Oh, uh, I didn't really have anywhere to go on with that. <laughs> Good, I was wondering. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't cut anything off. All right. I well, bet he would, though. Draw. Joe Danielson's 60-minute draw was today. God bless. Lexi should start using the Iron Claw. They showed her Vader tape, so it's not out of the realm, you know. That'd be good performance art, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oracle, how do you feel about Alexa exclusively slapping her fire as a tribute to Vince Man in his in his farewell to the promotion? How do you feel about that? Wait, what? What? Well, Oracle pointed out to me that on Monday night, oh, Alexa Bliss yeah. with ninety seconds of Asuka and slapped yeah. her fire on every single move she did, including did like you watch it? Yes. Oh, and it was the nice. first first roar after they'd taken down the sign. That's layered. So That's I good looking from Paul. That's foreshadowing Gargano. I genuinely think yeah. that may have been what happened. Maybe it was just I've never paid attention you're, before. But you're not wrong about that. She even slapped her when she took a bump. She took a bump and slapped the fire. I think she was genuinely real. I genuinely think she was taking the mick. Yeah. Oracle, how mad do you get when Johnny slaps his thigh when he does a chop? <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> 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 All right, on that note, folks, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it's great to be doing these at this time. We hope you join us next week. We know it's a little bit weird because you're used to going like straight from Rampage. So you have to kind of pencil it in your mind. But we love how many of you showed up tonight. It's been a hell of a time. It's nice to end a grim with most of you still here too, which is something that we've struggled with. It's been ended at four, 3 in the morning, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do is with the Burt tomorrow. I need to figure out how I feel about doing this and then the Burt in the morning. Because it is still very much that's gonna be the morning for me. By the time I actually sleep, we'll be about. Maybe you should scrap the Friday Bert and have a Monday Bert. That may be what I do. So basically, what I'd say is, let it play out. There may be a link there tomorrow. There may not be. There's not just assume that I'm in a better life. By that I mean sleeping, not dead. Um, so <laughs> both of you did that. So oh my God. So. That's that. Uh, we're going to do Jay Show's birthday thing, which is in place of retire the rankings. That will be like six, seven time. Um, that will be very loose. People will come in and out, I believe. So, yeah. That's tomorrow. Also, I may do a Battle of the Belts watch along on Saturday. Why? That show is matches only. So I don't have to worry about like promos. And I may just, no. just go live, you know. Um, I won't be there for that. That's fine. If it's really good, you know, you can hop on after and tell me that it was four and a quarter. Well, and I would, like, that would mean it was disappointing. <laughs> don't do not do that to yourself, please. <laughs> to take match and battle of the belts, please. I, I don't, rank, I don't so. rate matches. That's fine. Liar. Um, Oracle, bro, before we go, um, just as kind of the close of the show, are you listening? Um. Can you read off that entire list of the AWA matches you sent to us? <laughs> I'm going to answer for him. Absolutely not. Um, no. I just wanted him to start so we could cut him off like three matches in and hit the outro, but that's fair. 
I, I'd have to pull up. Like if if I had it pulled up right in front of me, I would. I I probably. Would. I knew. I knew where you were going. I knew. Where you he were would going. literally take five. He'd have to take five minutes to scroll back to the first match. Remember the what was you? What was he reading when we did the bit where I kept interrupting oh, the legal him? Was, that I reviewed in like yeah, yeah that's right. Like Twenty thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> that did roll. All right. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, bye. <laughs> Enjoy the outro. Follow Bob at Bobby Bullets Twelve. Good night. God bless.